Wrestling Geeks show for wrestling geeks alliance when we decide to watch the the, the pay-per-view um i forgot what it's called chris save me right now what, what, what is this magical masterpiece called look at the audience they look so happy uh wwe crown jewel hashtag there you Get go crown jewel. Musk money <laughs> come on come on peacock you're lagging a little bit i'm getting like pixel people right now the fuck's going on <laughs> All right. I saw a Wolfpack shirt. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing this show, uh, commentating on this event since it's live. We didn't have a lot of news, so we wanted to provide you guys some semblance of show, talk about some of the news. And I look like I'm mimicking Michael Cole right now on commentary, basically. Uh, but, yeah, I, mean, I guess that would make you Wade Barrett, uh, Chris. But um, – this is going to be fun. Like I said, we'll talk about some news items. Not a lot to talk about. Definitely some shows from other places and whatnot. And uh, provide you with uh, the coverage of the show. And I am not promising we're going all the way to the end. But we'll do a part of this. The first time we've done a watch-along, Chris. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, we've thought about doing this in the past, but didn't know how people would react, specifically with older shows. So uh, listeners out there, let us know if you like this, and then we will maybe do – some other ones, but uh, hey, hey, man, if you're going to compare me to Wade Barrett, the only thing we have in common is our giant snozzes. Outside of that, this that he that's a grown ass man. Right, we're starting it off hot with Bobby, Bobby Lashley and Brock right off the rip. Yeah, okay. dude. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> I love that. Like, uh, circ- circling on Twitter is just Big E talking about big men slapping meat and how excited he is for this match. Oh <laughs> so. Lord, I love Big E. I gotta check that out myself then. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want no five star matches. <laughs> Just big men slapping meat. And that's what this match is gonna be. It's gonna be really good though. Brock always puts on a good match, and Bobby's kind of been on fire the past couple of years. Like uh to me the best he's been in his career. I, I, we've definitely talked about it on the show, but uh I don't know. He fits really well in the WWE style and they and, and out of all the people they have booked terribly, with the exception of the the weird feud he had with Omos for a while, uh man, they've booked Bobby really well and he's kind of became like bigger star than he was even when he was ECW champion or whatever. Or yeah, I think that he's built himself up Hogan colors, yellow and red baby. Uh this is going to be an interesting match, man. Like you said, Bobby Lashley has been built up throughout the past couple of years as a much more, I would say, formidable opponent um, in the sense of the level of gravitas they've built him to and also being able to perform in the ring. And when it comes to big guys performing in the ring, he's going against Brock Lesnar. He has a win over him at Royal Rumble, remember. So will Rock, Brock, uh, will Brock be able to even out their, you know, uh, their fights and wh- when do you think we get a third one if that happens, Chris? Royal Rumble or Mania? 
God, it would have to be Mania, right? Maybe they both take each other out in the Rumble. That would be like cool. If, if you if you want to build that up, you have those two big hosses in the Rumble together, and they take each other out at, at the same time. Uh, Bobby Lashley is, for such a big, huge monster of a man, he just looks like a baby. <laughs> like his face. He looks like a nice guy, you know? Yeah. He that looks like a guy you. that would, yeah. I mean, he would, he could murder you, but he also looks like a guy that would buy you a cheeseburger if he didn't have any money or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm completely fine with him getting a win over Brock here because I don't think it really will affect Brock that much. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, Brock's already lost to him, so you know. I could see him just putting him over again. They need to kind of, if the Beast Incarnate is going to be taking more of a pause, modern time, then they kind of need that replacement. That's what Bobby's been built as. But I feel like you give Brock the win so we do get a Mania match between the two, because then they will be even Steven between them. So who knows? I'm, 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 I, I can't believe they're starting with this. They're starting with a bang, basically. Yeah, I mean, well, they have the the big match would be what uh, Paul versus Roman, right? So this makes sense as far as like a hot start. All right, I'm gonna pull up the cards so we know some of the other matches. Well, also we know we, we know we have no uh, honorary use on this show or Kevin Owens. So <laughs> yeah, they stayed the fuck home. So <laughs> they're like, fuck all that. We're not going there. Oh lord. Um, the Crown Jewel 2022. Uh, all right, so what are our matches tonight? Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, Seth, Seth's got a match, right? We got this match. Uh, we have the OC, AJ, Luke Gallows, Anderson versus Judgment Day. Uh, we got Drew McIntyre going against Karrion Cross in a steel cage. We got the Usos going against the Brawling Brutes uh, for the tag team titles. We have Braun Strowman and Omos, which is either going to be the worst match on the card or somehow make us go, how the fuck did they pull that off? Uh, Alexa Bliss <laughs> and Asuka, the new champions, are going against the former champions, Damage Control, uh, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, see if they can get those titles back. Bianca and Bailey and Roman uh, with, uh, you know, the bloodline against... Jake with his brother in his corner. So, yeah, there's no there's no uh, Seth Rollins on this. I'm kind of surprised. Maybe he was like, ah, I'm good. You guys can wait on that. Yeah, it's weird because they were showing him in the uh, – maybe he'll pop up because they were showing him in the preview. I was like, what the hell match is Seth in? But, yeah, everything you said is kind of the match is expected. But they're showing him in these, like, preview reels. Also, can we talk about Brock rocking the Megadeth shirt? That's fucking awesome. Dude, and he's been wearing Megadeth. <laughs> He, he wore uh fuck it. It's all the metal shirts, like Behemoth. Like, just cool as shit seeing him wear a Megadeth shirt for sure, man. He's stealing Eric Rowan's gimmick. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. The He's Red like, Beard's going to show up and fight him in IRL. <laughs> okay, I just want to comment on this. I'm sure they weren't going for this, but I love the fact that Brock, the wrestler that's been around and been, you know, big, is wearing all black. And he's going against the uh, red and red or the red and uh, yellow uh, outfit with Bobby Lashley, a little uh, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant type of feel to it, if you will. Um, what the hell is going on with Brock's hair? Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. What Dude, I know. 
<laughs> did they like it looks like you know like when people strand up popcorn and put it around a christmas tree that's what brock's hair looks like right now brock should have been in a norseman as just one of the guys destroying people in the wars because my god he looks like a fucking viking I like that me and you were still over here supporting Brock when everyone hated him, and now it's like kind of cool to be a Brock fan. <laughs> Remember yeah. when that was a thing? People are bitches. Um, also, and I don't know how they're going to pull this off because of demonic I- imagery, basically, but Bray's supposed to be here in some capacity. So I don't know what he's going to be doing, um, but that's what it was hinting at. Looked like he was going to murder the uh, the guy carrying boxes that got in his background last night. I don't know if you got a chance to watch SmackDown at all. <laughs> no, was... I, I I missed SmackDown. I chose Rampage over SmackDown, so I I uh, did not get to tune into SmackDown yet. It was a it, it was a pretty good show. It was it was fun. It was the you know just a build off. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Gunther had a great match for the IC belt in which Gunther picked it up at the end, but it was no bullshit. Um, just a great Good match between both guys, so I'd definitely check out that if you get a chance. And also, I'll give it Liv Morgan went against um, oh, what's her name? The new Stephanie McMahon, um, Sonya Deville, and uh, they had a hardcore match, and those ladies definitely left it all in the ring. So I appreciated that. So the the first match and the last match were pretty good. My God, I already speared through the fucking barricade. Yeah, like he uh he took what he he got pushed into the ring steps, took two spears. Now he's about to get speared through the fucking barricade. He no sold the first two though, so like, what does it even matter? I guess. Brock's here. He's like, I'm gonna take this paycheck real quick. Do a count out. <laughs> Is he gonna lose from four spears? Okay. Nah. Let's just say, well, look, Brock has lost in a very short amount of time to both Seth Rollins at Mania. And Goldberg at what Survivor Series, so it's not out of the ordinary for him to like put over someone like that. But I want to see a competitive matchup. I don't want to see any of that tomfoolery. Well, he just made Bobby Lashley's spear look like bullshit by taking five of them, one through a barricade, and then kicking out it too. So <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. I think he we're is gonna the get beast. A oh, more. that he rolled on his neck from that suplex. God, Bobby is way too much humanity coming down on those suplexes. Uh-huh. Is, isn't isn't that how he injured himself? Because Brock like dropped him and he didn't fall right on his shoulder, and that's why he was out for a minute. I you know I honestly don't remember. Uh, actually, that was a good. I, I see where you're talking. I'm a, like two seconds behind you, but that yeah, that wasn't that bad. He just rolled really quickly. It wasn't as bad as you you think. It wasn't Ooh. like a Naito situation. I don't know. Bobby takes the suplexes that way. I guess because he's so big, he tries to land it on his shoulder and do a roll off of them. I have no idea. Like, he he did. There was that pay per view we were watching where he, he just kept taking it. Well, he got hurt beforehand. And he kept taking it on That's one right. shoulder. So I don't know if he just naturally takes the German like that or what. It, it kind of seems like that, unless his shoulder's still fucked up. I don't know if he ever got that surgery or not. Kids are having fun. It's good to see, no offense from past situations, but let's be honest. Beforehand, it was kind of like the royal family were all in the fucking front seats, and it looks like it's more filled out with the actual citizens and whatnot, because you just see a bunch of kids having fun, and honestly, no matter what location, I think that's the most important thing with wrestling yeah. events this big. Anything is better than seeing fucking green shirt guy in the front row for a bazillionth time. If I see like six kids just losing their shit over Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, that's like way better 
viewing experience than green shirt guy with his fucking toe pat just staring deadpan at the camera. You got you got issues with this green shirt guy. I'm gonna be honest with you, Chris. I think I've told you this. I never notice him. I know. <laughs> I, I can't I can't unsee it. <laughs> oh, what's he gonna do? Smash him into the fucking side? Fireman's carry. Boonooba! My shit is fucking glitching up so badly right now. Like, God, uh, this never happened on a network. Yeah, so Lashley, uh, he he almost got picked up for F5. He dropped out and then threw Brock out of the ring. And now he's going for an F5, I think, outside of the no, ring. No, he's going to – I'm ahead of you now. God damn it. I'll, I'll pause it for a no, second. No, you're good. Uh, Lashley, you just saw the fireman's carry where he was supposed to Smashed run Brock him. into the ring post, but he ran his head directly into it. Yeah, that didn't look good. He's now posing the ring for me about to spear Brock from what it looks okay, like. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Okay, we're caught up, so. All right. All right. This is going to happen, guys, but, uh, you know, this is – I'm going to blame it mostly on the Peacock Network because – Oh! Fisherman carry of his own. We know where Brock was trying to go with that. Oh, and is that choke slam or is that his version of the uh, spine buster? I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, uh, it's not, I don't know what you would call that. It's like a chest press slam or something. I, mean, I, guess, I guess you would call it like a power that's, slam. That sounds like what, what JR would call it a chest press slam! <laughs> we, should, we should have both just said, what a maneuver. <laughs> what a maneuver. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. If Lashley's going to be trying to submit Brock out here, he's got a long day. He can't even get Brock's – he can't even get his arms around Brock, basically. I don't understand why this thing will interrupt our calls if someone calls me and I have it on silent. Uh, Makes me I, mad, Chris. I have no idea, bro. I'm sure. Can you hear me, Chris? Setting. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Up. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Hey, you're there. Bop-bop. Halifax. Hello? Halifax. I can hear you. Can you not hear me? God damn it! This fuck. No, we're, at the end we're of still the fucking match too. We're we're, st- we're still here. <laughs> we're still out here. If you're talking, I can't hear you, Chris. I don't understand why this thing does that with the phone calls. Why would it do that? Yo, hey, what up? Can you hear me? And oh, wow. I'm gonna unplug and plug in and see if that works. Okay, well. Well, um, we got to the ending of this fucking match. Uh, I'm not even quite sure what happened. Um, so, so what happened was uh, Brock Lesnar, in a very rare occurrence, got a random roll, basically a roll-up win. He just put his fat ass on Bobby Lashley's chest after Lashley was going for what looked like a German, and he just yeeted himself backwards and got like a quick three count, which I don't think me or you expected at all, or at least I didn't for them to do like, he beat Bobby Lashley, but he didn't actually beat Bobby Lashley, which is a kind of a, a unique storyline for them going forward. It definitely sets up the next match, and I don't think this really hurts. Uh, yeah, see, he's going for the hurt lock, and then fucking Lesnar just straight pins it, even though it's, it's impossible oh, to tell if Lashley's shoulders are actually down because his shoulders are the size of a house. Lashley's <laughs> fist. Yeah, he's. Mad. I think this is gonna build build up. I think I think our idea of like they're they're even now, and Brock took a bitch win for being the Beast Incarnate. Bobby's not happy about it. Maybe they. Whoa, he's putting he's putting Brock under. Um, and they'll probably I'm assuming come back at Rumble. Maybe, like you said, they eliminate each other from it, and then WrestleMania will be, who is the bigger beast? Brock Lesnar, who was just ravaged and did a bitch win to Bobby Lashley, 
or the almighty Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I love this iteration of Brock, though. Everyone's like, Brock never sells to anyone. I was like, what What? what version of Brock Lesnar have you guys been watching? <laughs> so, like, uh, who would you want to win in Mania? You want Lashley to win? Um, I think that he could use it. Brock's lost, you know, at Mania quite often, actually, since he beat The Undertaker. Um, yeah, yeah it, I mean, it, it's Brock, so it doesn't hurt him at all. Lashley could probably use a big win coming out of mania if they're going to continue to push him i guess that's the big thing right exactly and then put him probably i would assume more in the title picture whichever world heavyweight title smackdown or raws universal or world champion um but this is where i also want to tell skype and uh the makers of uh samsung to go fuck yourselves um for interrupting our our show um if i put my shit on silent i don't think that should interrupt and pause my skype uh, but, you know, who cares if I didn't miss the end of the fucking match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, you fucking digital cunts. Uh, there you go. It was a good big man match. Not neither of their best matches, Lashley or no. Lesnar, but it was fun. How Especially many spears did fucking Brock Lesnar get? He got like five 20 spears. <laughs> he took five right at the beginning of the match and then kicked out. I was like, okay. All right, so uh, during this pause, uh, let's talk a little bit about AEW and how awesome it was to see Rey Mysterio go against Gunther and then follow that up with Shibata and Orange Cassidy. Um, You know what problem I have, Chris, and I love Orange Cassidy, but I don't know. Shibata's third match back. uh, I want to get them to him and Brian Danielson, though. I don't care if it's Wrestle Kingdom or the upcoming AEW pay-per-view. That to me has been a dream match, and I've been telling you that for a while. If if the fans don't immediately chant during that Danielson match and Shibata match when it eventually happens, please don't die. Then I don't know what they're doing with their lives. <laughs> Dude, he took some fucking hits last night from uh, Orange Cassidy. He fell right on his fucking head a bunch. Makes me nervous as hell. That's, that's just how he takes. He he's got that fucking Naito thing where he thinks he has to get dropped on his fucking head every time he takes a move. He's always done that. I don't get that mindset it's not like orange cat orange cassidy is like kind of not not soft in the sense of soft but he's very safe safe (laughs) so like shibata taking the bumps the way he did had absolutely nothing to do with orange cassidy (laughs) yeah no no it it didn't it had to do with shibata it's brian danielson does the same fucking shit though you know the way that he takes certain hits and it's like so I guess they'll kind of like neutralize it if they go against each other, because you know. <laughs> yeah, like I said, please don't die. Please don't die. <laughs> but I mean, to think about four years ago, there was no possibility for Shibata and Danielson to finally have a match, and now that seems to be the one that Shibata wants to have the most with AEW. Would you think that, that would be an AEW pay-per-view, or might be the match for Shibata uh, at Wrestle Kingdom? Because I would wait. No, no offense, AEW, but I would way rather a Wrestle Kingdom match with Danielson and Shibata. That would be fucking awesome. I would think Wrestle Kingdom, right? Because AEW kind of owes them a little bit from that. I would say so. So I kind of want to know what else they're going to set up for that. Because we've talked about this previously, but you would just assume New Japan being the smart booking 
team they are, they were like, okay, we'll do your shitty pay-per-view with your a bazillion injured superstars to set up Wrestle Kingdom for us. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I would do if I was New Japan. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming that one day we'll be AEW versus New Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, I don't know. I know that we don't have enough fucking Naito on if you're going to bring people over. I don't know how you convince Naito to do it, but where's the LIJ, bro? You know, I'm going against what I said, and it, it always comes up like I don't like Orange Cassidy. I really do. I just sometimes situation of an Adam Cole or Shibata, I'm just like, Ugh. but he had a great match. Another person I'd love to see actually go against Orange Cassidy, possibly for that belt from New Japan is another guy that's known for being nonchalant and using mind games of kind of fucking with the opponent, uh, a la Naito. I think Naito and Orange Cassidy would be a fun fucking match, especially for that All-Atlantic, but also in the Pacific, uh, sometimes, championship. You talk about the Hill Heat if they do that match in America, and Orange is going to do the pocket gimmick, and fucking Naito just spits directly in his face. (laughs) Or slaps the shit out of him. I love how Shibata was no, like, selling that immediately. Uh, you know, he started doing that, and he just kicked him in the fucking head. But that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. It's great to see that Shibata's even able to get back in the ring, because there was a time period where he almost died. So Yeah, self-inflicted. <laughs> like, like it, it, this was not like he had a career-ending injury. It's like no, the man almost. Well, he did have a career-ending injury, but he almost died. Like we literally almost watched the man die. Like uh, he had to have like surgery to like alleviate brain like inflation. I don't know. <laughs> These are not the proper medical terms, but that shit was scary as hell. Um, yeah, I think we had to do a show like the next day and we we're talking about, I was like, man, I hope Shibata lives, not wrestles again, but just lives because that was a very, very, very scary situation. So it's cool to see him back. I love Shibata. That was a great match that he had where he almost killed himself against Okada up until that point. But, uh, did you notice damn. that? Notice what? Well, he's talking to, uh, the new champs, Asuka and, uh, Alexa Bliss. And in the background, there's Crown Jewel, obviously, on a TV screen, and then it flashed the Bray Wyatt logo and kind of made Alexa stumble on her words. I don't want to see Alexa Bliss back with fucking Bray Wyatt. Literally no one does. Goddamn, don't fucking do that. I hope that was just a ruse to fuck with us. Oh, yeah, yoy. But, yeah, I, I agree with you anyways on what you're saying about Shibata. That headbutt, so hard to, like, re-listen to. And I, I couldn't even imagine for people live who said it was like a gunshot. When he nailed Okada, he could have heard Okada doing that. I'm know? surprised they they both didn't die. <laughs> that was one of the hardest headbutts. Uh, what was it like hearing Mike Tyson uh, do commentary for a fucking Shibata Orange Cassidy match? I loved it. But to theory, Shibata, he's the greatest. He's one of the best. His striking power. I have no clue if he ever heard of him beforehand, but he was putting him the fuck over. And still chanting in a. Uh, Rooting for uh, fucking Norwich Cassidy. It was Dude, weird. Tyson, Tyson's an absolute pro. It's like they gave him written lines, and he went in there and did it, and he was also high as fuck the entire time. <laughs> it's amazing. But he was also coming in there with knowledge and actually calling out the moves and stuff like that. and talk. It was kind of cool. It was like having a, a stoned, more mild version of Taz with, yeah, with less been, knowledge. 
Well, he's been doing that weed release with Ric Flair, so maybe they're just getting high and watching AEW together <laughs> or whatever. Woo! He they just did all those over. They did all those Las Vegas events together. I'm not just fucking. I'm not joking around this time. They that's a thing, I guess. Like Flair has his own weed strand with Mike Tyson's uh, distribution company. Jesus Christ. Like I was in the vape store with the wife yesterday and there is a whole magazine article in high times about Mike Tyson and Ric Flair hanging out and just blazing apparently, <laughs> which is something I never thought I would say, but here we are. That's too funny. All right. So in actuality, Chris, no offense to the ladies, how much do you care about this match? Uh, well, I think that we're going to see a title change here just because they, it seems like they hot swapped the titles to have a title change on this pay-per-view. I just have to be honest. One of the things that haven't been working with the post triple H era is damage control. I love all three women, especially Yoshirai and Bailey, but I just don't think it's helped them out. And they kind of hodgepodge Alexa bliss and fucking Oscar together. I would way rather see a blood feud between Asuka and Io Shirai, uh, which they've worked together a million times back in Japan when Asuka was Kana. But I just this does it, it doesn't seem like organic, and I just don't give a fuck about the storyline, honestly, building up to this. Asuka looks so uncomfortable having to wear so many clothes. I will say, Oscar <laughs> say looks like that. a fucking gesture right now. <laughs> Uh, damage control at least has like coordinating gimmicks on, <laughs> you know, so like stupid they have to wear this shit or whatever. Yeah, wait, well, yeah, we can't. I mean, that's just different cultures. Can't, you know, it's whatever. But like, uh, it's just kind of crazy because Rhea Ripley wearing more clothing was actually more offensive than less clothing last time we watched one of these. Yeah, I had a big smile on my face because of that, um, just because she looks so sexy and fucking leather. Um, I wanted I to call she... her mommy like uh, fucking um, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> I love how everyone perceives her as like older than Dominic, and I think Dominic's a year older than her, but just <laughs> she comes off so aggressive, you know. Uh, she has that early China effect, like, this chick could fucking kill you. She fucking body slammed Gallows. It was great when she yelled. I mean, he went up light, but he's still a big old boy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's not small at all. He's one of the tallest wrestlers in the industry. You know? Shout out to Gallows for somehow having like a 20-year career in wrestling with like Al ever really being put over, except for Shout I guess. Shout out to Japan. Gallows for having a career after playing what? What the hell was the name of his gimmick? <laughs> Uh, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, uh, I, I can't remember that's something where he basically he was, a he was like person that he, he played, he played Sebastian Booger in the late 2000s in WWE, basically. All right. These ladies are working. Right. Yeah, it just sucks. This, this can go for women's matches and men's matches. If you don't have much of a story behind it, I can't get that much invested. Well, I mean, the story is like Damage Control just lost the t titles, right? Yeah. And and so I, I don't know. Okay, this is what I came now, for. Yeah, it looks bad. Gonna be EO and fucking Oscar going at it. All right. 
Yeah, as soon as we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like because that the spot Alexa just had where she was stomping uh, in the room. Jesus that Christ! Was like shit. <laughs> Fucking Michelle Pfeiffer, eat your heart out from Batman Returns because of Eo, dude. Can you hear Wade Barrett? Oh my damn blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> my TV nah. on five, and I still hear his booming <laughs> London voice. Yeah, I knew that that was going to be a problem with the the surround sound down here, so I just <laughs> I have caught I have the closed captioning on. <laughs> All right. See, no, 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 no. We don't want Alexa back in. We actually just, don't want this to be a tag match. We just want you versus Oscar. <laughs> All right, that was pretty cool. I'm being completely honest. We have a little bit of a bulldog into some uh, some boots. Good tag team wrestling. I like that. Now that like uh, Triple H is back and he's just re-signing people, can we get Kerry Zane back? Like, what the fuck? I'm sure he's trying to. I don't know what's going on with Kerry Zane. I, I feel like she was a person that had, you know, a bunch of injuries that kind of sidelined her, but she hasn't really made it public. Um, but she's already she's back in um, in stardom, right? Uh, yeah, well, Nia, well, Nia Jax doesn't work for the company anymore, so she doesn't have to worry about getting 17 concussions a match. Yeah, that's that's true. Jesus, uh, I, I, and I'm not going to blame all this on Nia, but like a lot of it. on Nia, Why do you keep putting if I was if I was Carrie Zane during this time period, I'd be like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? At some point, you just don't. <laughs> You just don't do the do the matches anymore. You're like, nah, I'm good. Well, thank God we don't. She's gonna join control your narrative, I think. Um. <laughs> By the way, is that over? Because EC3 is now going for the title in fucking NWA. I'm like, oh, I guess that fucking died. Next well, is I mean, uh, he Freddie. Lo- he lost the biggest star he had with fucking Braun re-signing with WWE. So I'm assuming it's done. I'd like to see C3 with the uh, championship over at NWA. He'd be a good championship or champion there. Um, I, I, he should go back to Impact. I need an EC3. He was great in Impact. I mean, and he's a legend there. They will induct him into the Hall of Fame. And, and Impact's a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we actually watch Impact a lot of times. So uh, that says, hey, actually, we should talk about the biggest thing that happened this week. Jeff Jarrett is all elite and he's actually got his old job from wwe now for aw <laughs> yeah that was so How funny tony fuck tony khan's like why fuck you i'll hire him he's pretty good at booking arenas and promoting live events um <laughs> i love double j i don't know what they're doing with that storyline um the fact they're feuding with darby makes the makes me think they're going to tie it into house of black somehow as like hired guns for jeff jarrett but we will we will see. And I got to say, I mean, I understand that Brave, they put a lot into his packages and shit like that. But whatever return package they had for Malachi and Brody Lee looked like a fucking B-horror movie from the 70s. It was, ter- it was terrible, man. Like, especially because we haven't seen Aleister Black since that pay-per-view. And then there was all like, I'm leaving even wave goodbye to the crowd at that pay-per-view. And then they're like, nah, he did. <laughs> he he died, and now he's coming back to life. I'm like, well, fuck. 
you couldn't do like one thing where Sting kills the guy. Like, <laughs> God, we never got our, our or fucking Sting, Al- Aleister Black or Malachi Black fucking match, man. That would have been fun. The fact that he wasn't involved with that Muda match is fucking stupid. But yeah. remember, Chris, from what he says, he was saying goodbye to the crowd because he was taking some time off. That yeah, was it. Well, he said a lot of shit. That guy, like, fuck it. Out of all the wrestlers that have left companies and shit, he seems like he always has a various different story, like, week after week on why he left, et cetera, or why he got. Because he did that when he got fired from WWE. It, it seems like he tries to border trying to still be a company guy, even if he has to, like, make up bullshit, you know? Like, he's not trying to put anyone under the bus. But if we find out info, I don't know. I guess it wasn't out of his mouth, but I completely believe Dave and all the other reports that Triple H was in contact with him. Um, I don't feel the need not to believe that. You know, everyone that, that apparently he did contact, it made a complete sense. It's like him, Adam... Uh, Andrade, you know, the ones that ended up complaining. So, or, well, not Adam, but, you know, we, we hope Adam Cole's going to be back in the uh, ring, you know, ever since that drop kick, unfortunately, from Okada in that four-way match. Uh, he can't fucking uh, pass concussion protocol. I want to put over Alexa Bliss for these shoulder tackles and how she's flying around the ring with these Luthez presses, by the way. She's actually... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen her this excited in a wrestling ring in a long time. So good for her. It's good to see. It's basically what I'm getting at. Cause no, like, man, she, I, I like Alexa. I do. She's been stale for a while. So seeing her like with this much enthusiasm in the ring is good. Like uh, d- channeling her inner Darby Allen and just running a hundred miles an hour. Why did the lights go dark in the arena? I really hope they're not going to fucking do Bray and Alexa. Please I think don't. That'll... I would rather Alexa go back to heal Alexa. I don't know if you're in the exact same spot I at, I'm, I'm at, but she just did the, um, what's the Darby move that uh, Amazing Red made? Uh, C4 or uh, Canadian this, uh, C4? No, the, that... uh, the, 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 the spin powerbomb. Um. I don't know what the hell it's called, but it was awesome. Very good b- between her and EO. Um, this is, is a really EO good match. Per- is EO the person that's just like, you've never done this move before? I'll do it. Fuck it. <laughs> it seems She's like agile someone... as shit, man. She makes everything look good. She's oh, very the, Bret Hart. She's very the Bret Panama Hart. The Sunrise that. type deal. I get the yeah, the flipping power bomb or whatever into. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about now. Tell me when you get to Oscar uh, trying to help out with the uh, Tower of Doom spot they're about to do. I'll jump back in. I, which I guess, I guess is not, which is not illegal in WWE anymore. I don't fucking uh, know, man. <laughs> do they even time people in AEW or WWE while they're in the ring for tag matches? Well, I feel like that's like not a thing. All right. This Man, Oscar, I, I, yeah, I hate the I know. Uh, yeah, I'm caught up with you for whatever reason now, but I hate this dumb power bomb suplex spot. If you have a big guy that can justify it once in a great while, it looks cool. But it just like Oscar didn't do shit. You're going to tell me she really shifted the weight of what they were trying to already do. Yeah, they're like going to fall on their back get, anyways. 
Yeah, like if Lesnar got underneath them and just suplexed all of them at one time, I'd be like, that's a cool spot. But like Asuka coochie grabbing and tossing them off the rope for what was already going to happen. Uh... <laughs> yeah, did they not think it was going to hurt when they fell on their back from the top rope doing a fucking double <laughs> suplex? I mean, oh, I mean, Asuka's so amazing with her strikes, though. Yeah, I, I love Asuka. She's great. She is great. Her and EO are just two of the best. So crisp. Damn, that was a nice suplex. Asuka had this striking segment uh, with like three like back elbows into like a, a roundhouse kick. And I was like, oh, that's very AJ Styles. I love it. It's pretty good. Yes. Very AJ Styles. Here you go right now. In fucking <laughs> fucking Georgia. Hopefully he's going up soon. The, uh, the king of Gainesville. I went all the way to Tokyo to teach Oscar how to do that 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Dude, you got him so perfect. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. It doesn't count because I'm from Hall County, so it doesn't <laughs> – it's not, it's not impressive. That's just – You've been hearing that stuff all your life. Yeah, it's just being from Hall County. <laughs> I was born in Gainesville, Georgia Medical Center. <laughs> I know how we talk. God, I swear to God. Dakota Kai looks like a like a terrier or some shit. <laughs> she kind of does. Is Bailey not allowed to the ring in this match? Do they do some kind of thing where she can't come out here and fuck with these cats? I have no idea. Maybe fucking Saudi Arabia said you can only have four women in the ring at a time or some stupid shit. I guess five counting the ref. That was that was a bad joke, but I mean I I could see them kind of applying that. Um. The Twisted Bliss is just such a shitty move. It just it's looks so stupid. stupid. Like, it's like, let's find the most awkward way to jump off the ropes. God damn, I swear to God, this fucking app. Peacock's making me watch, like, if you put a goddamn, um... Oh, Bailey's here. Okay. <laughs> so... All right, shout out to EO for just hitting a moonsault missing, getting back up, and then taking, like, a knee. Like, they clearly fucked it up, but she's just like, all right, fuck it, landed, popped back up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that wasn't – oh, that was Nikki Cross. I thought that was Bailey. Okay, so if they do the opposite and they put Nikki Cross with Bray, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I could see that working out really well, actually. Um, and I like that Nikki's back to how she was in a fucking, you know, beforehand. I, I, I'm i sure Triple H was like, yeah, we're getting rid of the fucking superhero thing. You're going to be a crazy bitch again. Because... Like, we can't, we can't bring Eric Young back, but I swear to God I will put you in some kind of situation where you'll be your same character. <laughs> yeah, her husband, fucking uh, Killian Dane got fired. Eric Young got fired. Uh, the other guy that was also in um, Gunther's group, I forgot what his name is, Alex Alexander Wolf, got fired. So she's the only remaining member of that group. I mean, WWE has not done – I mean, they've done a lot for women's wrestling, but they've also at some points made it really terrible if you've been a fan for a long period of time. But if they're going to have, like, strong women like Nikki Cross being an absolute maniac and Rhea Ripley being Rhea Ripley and bringing back Charlotte and Bailey, it's like, this is a good time to be a women's wrestling fan. Oh, I just saw Asuka fucking checking her knee where she already has a knee brace. I know she has banged up knees. I hope she didn't fucking redo anything. 
she didn't do i mean she she didn't do any kind of crazy high spots in this match so hopefully not but that doesn't mean anything you can tweak a knee doing anything i fucking tweak my knee getting out of bed 90 percent of the time <laughs> i'm also not the specimen that oscar is so <laughs> don't don't cut yourself short sir Right, God so got, cut me short by making me five foot six. <laughs> that's technically true. I guess you could say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God. So Eva Longoria's beautiful. Um, let's see. Anything else that happened on Dynamite you want to talk about? I'm trying to remember all the big things. I guess I could pull it up. Well, the, no fucking hook on. Like, where the hell is hook? That's the biggest question. Uh, well, even Rampage, finally we see Ricky Starks, and he even said it. He's like, I've been hearing that, you know, people have been talking about me. It's like, yeah, because fucking Tony put you on ice. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he kind of had to with the way they set up the Powerhouse Hobbs stuff, but then they didn't really push Powerhouse Hobbs as hard as I thought they would have. No, they're they're going to have a match. It looks like him and Wardlow are going to have a match, but Wardlow's pissing off Samoa Joe because he keeps on cutting him off or, like, you know, pushing him out of the way and shit like that. Joe is giving him some looks from behind. I'm hoping, you know, I don't know what the hell this does for, for Powerhouse Hobbs. Him and Wardlow have the match. Wardlow wins, and then Samoa Joe beats the shit out of him, and they put the two TV titles on the line for the pay-per-view. Because, like I said, those looks that Samoa Joe was giving him, like, all right, motherfucker. I'll let you be Wardlow, but remember, I'm fucking Samoa Joe, so don't piss me off. And also, Joe is going to kill you. Uh, Joe had a great match on, was it Dynamite? I think it was on Rampage, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't remember what the fuck happened on Dynamite, besides the first match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Double J hit that guitar shot, and it was all downhill from there for us. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Joe went against uh, Brian Cage. They had an awesome match now that you mention it bro brian cage is out here putting in fucking work but dude uh, he has the charisma last... of an old shoe like <laughs> it's the thing he... that kills him yeah that sucks because he had but before he had tully blanchard now they replaced tully with prince nana which is not <laughs> it would be a lot better if it was Tully cutting promos for him then he doesn't need a personality he just needs to be a monster also the mohawk is not helping like at if, all if he had I don't know. And I've said this. If he like did like a a lucha, like turn the machine and turn a lucha door that's unstoppable, a la Ultimate Warrior, where he doesn't talk, he just destroys people. I think that would help him out because I don't know if this is doing it for him. Who's here? Oh, we got the Paul brothers in the house. I can't believe what the fuck is going on with uh, Jake Paul beating Anderson Silva last week. I know he always gets these guys out of their prime, but Jesus. He's fighting him in a bot. One, Anderson Silva's not ever been considered a great stand-up fighter. <laughs> and he's also 175 years old. I didn't even watch that fight. I was like, this is... That is the most wrestling-ass shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think all of those are a gimmick, <laughs> to be fair. They have the, to be. Logan goes the distance with fucking... Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Mayweather, and Mayweather can't knock him out. Uh, how? How the fuck? Come on. He knocked out. He knocked it. out Conor McGregor. He can't. He can't knock out 
a pole. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I've given up on those. And I think that the rest, everyone else has as well, because I heard that those sales on that fight weren't super great as far as pay-per-view buys go. Yeah, dude, I can't see it doing that great. Oh, here's a big deal. So now we're defying once again the logic of what we already made. An AEW, Chris Jericho, said he was going after what I believe was all the world champions. And who did he go against, Chris? For that championship. I heard that Rebby Hardy was uh, part of the booking committee on this match. <laughs> no, okay. Boom Boom Colcabana, who is going to stay boom. in... In Ring of Honor still, this is just a one-off, and I'm glad he got a great reception. He had tears in his eyes. He's only won the tag team titles with CM Punk in Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> they had like they have such a big list of former champions they could bring back, and they're like, in the okay. fucking company. Yeah, this is just a fuck you to CM Punk, basically. Because it wasn't like it was Colt Cabana's hometown or anything. Like, this is like a direct... AEW is so petty. They do shit like that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, Jericho retained. Uh, and next he'll be going after... I'm trying to think of a Ring of Honor champion. Did Cheeseburger ever win one one, one belt at all? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I can't wait until Jericho gets to the end of the line of champions and fucking Jay Briscoe shows up and just beats the whole. Yeah. Why aren't you going after Jay Briscoe? Bitch? Ass. <laughs> why, why aren't you going after Jay Lethal? Why aren't you going after Samoa Joe? Why aren't you going after so many of these guys? Well, you messaged me right before that, that match happened. And the surprise was obviously Cole Cabana, but I was like, well, fucking, <laughs> why don't they bring uh, Jordan Grace's husband? I was like, why don't they bring him back? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, I don't even like, know. <laughs> um, no, wonder, match... no wonder he quit the fucking company. He's like, all right, here's the idea. You're going to lose to Claudio, and then he's going to drop the belt to Jericho. <laughs> he's like, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> so stupid. He's like, I held the belt for like eight months when the company didn't exist and defended it on another TV product to keep Ring of Honor relevant. And now you just want me to turn heel with Tully Blanchard, who's leaving as well. And then that title would go right to Chris Jericho shortly after that from Claudio. So. And now it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a four-way match. I don't know if they were saying it's for Dynamite or if this is for the pay-per-view, but Claudio, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara and Jericho told Sammy after they take out the two other guys or they take each other out because they're b- part of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club that Sammy will do what's right and patted him on the back. So I don't know what the hell's going on with that match. Might be on Dynamite, might be at the pay-per-view. I don't remember them even saying, but uh, interesting. I just want to see Danielson with that belt. He makes the most sense with the fucking Ring of Honor belt out of anyone in that company. He does. And and they finally need to pull the trigger on him feuding with his own members of that group, I think. They've teased it, but uh, I don't know. Like him winning the belt. He's already got heat with Yuta for picking, uh, God, I can't think of the guy's name now, from the Jericho Appreciation Society. The hell is that dude's name? Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Great wrestler. I just I blanked on his name. 
This entrance, man. Just paint your face a shadowed smile. We're doing the crow now. That's where we're at. Well, no, I mean, they've been doing It's just cool to see the, the entrance in this big of an arena because we, we're only used to it in NXT, and then they got rid of it until he came back. But Scarlett looks, once again, man, um, looking like fucking Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns, dude, in that leather. Yeah, it's just got like a, oh, wow. I wish she wouldn't have took the coat off. She got like the Raven uh, Titans thing going on before she dropped the trench coat. Yeah, see, this is to me more offensive than like Oscar's outfit. <laughs> Maybe that's just personal preference. Well, Oscar did look like a jester, so. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about her normal attire versus like what she had to wear tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can we uh can we can we say that um the worst match of the week goes to Jade Cargill against Marina Shafir for the TBS championship Jesus on Dynamite? Not that's not even and normally I, I I am not a Jade Cargill person as people that listen to the show knows but that that was not her fault <laughs> like dude I don't I don't understand like Marina Shafir brought up this whole concept about sandbagging from Thunder Rosa and it's like was she sandbagging you or do you just suck like how the fuck do you have the modern Dean Malenko, if you will, and Roderick Strong as a husband, and you're a former MMA wrestler, and you have six left feet while fucking wrestling. I have no idea what the hell happened with her. Yeah, I have no idea, but, like, everything bad I've said about, like, the Bellas, I take back <laughs> whenever I watch a Marina Shapiro match. <laughs> uh, and and I, I honestly, last night, I liked the match between Jamie Hayter um, who did they go against? It was uh, the blue chick that everyone loves. Um, oh, uh, but like just real quick, I love this like digital like eight bit time time like a sand clock they have above the yeah, ring. Yeah, pretty, pretty awesome, cool. man. This is a giant fucking arena. Um, yeah, they went against. Yeah, I wonder oh, God, how did they go about selling tick. How how did they go about selling tickets to this thing? Is it just like, I don't know. I, I should probably look into this as a journalist, <laughs> I guess. But how do they go about selling tickets to this thing? Because this is a massive arena. This is like, you could, they have like you know sixty to seventy thousand people in attendance for this fucking thing. I don't know, man. Maybe they. <laughs> Like, they have that weird contract with WWE. I mean, it's worth, like, hundreds of millions of dollars for them to come twice a year for, I think it was, like, five to seven years. So I assume they're selling tickets. They they can't just be giving them away, right? The, the amount of money they're putting into this, it's like Mania, dude. They got lights in the sky. They got fucking fireworks. They got 3D models. I mean, the, the screens, the LED screens are fucking ridiculous. It's it's the most expensive house show you could possibly have. This one actually feels kind of like a pay-per-view, though. Like, we've had some legitimate matches. I think that's Triple H, though. More than Vince is just like, it's a He's actually house building show. story. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. I'm, Normally, I'm, I'm curious like about this show, match. But... This fucking, is a, uh, a cage match. Yeah. Uh, our boy over here. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, not Drew, Drew McIntyre, McIntyre, the other guy. Taylor Cross? Carrying Cross? Carrying. 
I was trying to call him by his WWE gimmick. Uh, but yeah, like, dude, he looks out of shape as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he looks a little bit, you know, he was chiseled for a while. I can see that. You know what I think has been kind of hindering him, Chris, is he should go back to being bald. He looked way more scary when he had no hair. I liked when he dressed like the uh, Dr. Humongo for Urban's. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like I liked actually uh, Killer Cross as the uh, the, with the white rabbit and fucking Lucha Underground with the glasses that were like teeny on him. They look like John Lennon's glasses and the trench coat. He looked creepy as fuck. Do you remember when he feuded with Crazy Steve and Crazy Steve had that little like toy monkey? <laughs> yes, fuck with I him. do. <laughs> okay, we need more of that. <laughs> and then it was him and. Was it him and Moose were the uh, backup for Austin Aries for the for the longest time in Impact until he fucked that? He no sold uh, John Morrison. Insane. <laughs> that no sell is such a great one that will go down in history if you're a big pro wrestling fan because it was such a fuck you to John Morrison and Impact, and then he just walked out of the building and he was done with the company. And then good old good old Austin Aries. By- Anyone else except for maybe uh, maybe he's in control your own narrative or whatever. He popped up recently in MLW and was gone within like a fucking month, man. Uh, he he kind of does that. This is definitely gonna yeah. be your old school '80s fucking two big guys in a cage match. This cage uh, looks great, by the way. It uh, does. This is not the normal WWE cage. I guess because they had to ship it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. It feels very old school. I like it. This two big men slapping meat should be a pretty good match. Dude, Drew is so crisp with his hits. I, I always will give him that, man. It's probably because he's stiff as fuck, but still. <laughs> I thought the fucking. I, so I thought the fucking sword thing was a Vince. Vinceism, but maybe he's just really into that. I don't get the sword still. <laughs> I, I feel like see we all were joking about that at the time like Vince finally watched Braveheart for the first time and was like you're Scottish you know get a sword but no that's just Drew's like I want to carry a sword and Vince is like okay. I want to carry a fucking sword to the ring <laughs> yeah like I now I feel bad because I threw that on Vince I was like this has to be like a Vince idea but apparently not now, this is the only thing about these old school cages is when you have big ass motherfuckers like Drew McIntyre, it looks like he could just jump off that rope over top of the thing and win the match. <laughs> Damn. Karen Cross is showing some quickness, man. <laughs> he needs to cut his fucking hair, dude. I'm sorry. He looks like a, a giant pop band guy with that fucking haircut. Just shave it, dude. Skylar can well, do it over it. Triple H wants it to grow longer, probably. He's like, get long hair like me. I, I want you to, like, have... L- l- let me look at some pictures and find out how long I had it to my neck. Uh, right here. <laughs> Scarlet is fucking great, though. What a she manager. Is. When they she t- is. We knew he was doomed when they took her away and threw her in, like, main event or whatever for no reason. I was like, this poor guy is doomed when he gets the main roster without her. Yeah, and he was even more doomed when fucking Vince made him look like a demolition gladiator combination. <laughs> yeah, the that, that was. does not help when, like, they made him look like the guy from Mad Max without the hockey mask, basically. <laughs> uh, but, Damn. like, 
we both knew he was kind of fucked when they got rid of Scarlet. It's like part, it's a big part of his gimmick. It works really well. Like, why would you fuck with that? But it's Vince, so. Dude, uh, Cross is looking really crisp in this match, man. That's one of the things I've always said was like a hindrance of him is that, I don't know, remember his match with Samoa Joe? He's he's one of those weird guys that has really good matches. Like, I can never tell if he's actually good at wrestling or if he just has good matches against really good opponents. Because Drew McIntyre, like, even though I'm not a huge fan of his, but he's he's really good, right? Like, he's going to have the same match, but it's always going to be really good. Samoa Joe, kind of the same thing. Like, a lot of the cross matches I think of, even going back to NXT, it's like, well, yeah, well, he's in there with, like, people that are really fucking good. Yeah. So... Let's God let's damn. see him let's see him have a match with like Omos, and then then we can judge his ring ability. I I really want to see how Braun does against Omos. It's it's like fascinating to me. It's probably gonna be like Big Show versus Kali, even worse. But uh, goddamn, I'm kind of hoping that's next. <laughs> I, I hope they come out and it's like Kane versus Big Show, where they decided they were just gonna have like a five star match for no reason. <laughs> They're fucking out here doing arm drags. <laughs> oh my god! If they could pull off one arm drag, I'll laugh. That will be hilarious. How the fuck does Drew do the the kip up? He's a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a fucking incredible athlete, man. That's how. <laughs> yeah, I guess when you the Selena Kyle thing is is pretty cool. With like, she's so gorgeous, man. Does she have like the metal studs you put on like a leather jacket or like when yeah, you're in high school? Yeah, on her glued to her face. Uh, that's pretty cool. She has like this, I don't know, sen- sensational sherry quality to the fact that she like kind of dresses up her face and sherry was known for doing that, being very uh, over the top. Remember when Zelina Vega was Andrade's manager in NXT and that was like when they were awesome, fucking great, yeah. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> well, at least she's with the, uh, as, as Jim Cornette calls, the lucha suits. Um, no. I think she could help them out, and I think that they could actually do well for each other. Because I do like Santos Escobar. I think that he's, I've, I've liked him, once again, since Lucha Underground when he was, uh, oh, damn, now I can't remember his uh, his old luchador name anymore. Oh, Phantasma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Do you remember, like, fucking Zelina Vega used to wear, like, six-inch pumps to the ring and then, like, hit Hurricane Rana's? And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. My my brain does not even equate. Like, how do you... <laughs> how do you do a Hurricane Rana and Oh! Pumps? Once again, I don't know if you're exactly at my spot, but Drew McIntyre defying his fucking size... Just basically gave like a, what was that? Like a leap up. Jesus Christ. What you're trying to say is what a maneuver. <laughs> what a maneuver. <laughs> I No, I'm just, Drew is, he really is, he wrestles like, and I mean, he's uh, shown in the past, he wrestles like Bret Hart, but he's way fucking bigger. It's almost like Triple H and Bret Hart, or even a little bit of Davey Boy Smith thrown in there. You know, you're talking about the, the little headstand, head scissors thing he did off the top. Yeah, he fucking threw uh, carrying cross yeah. across the goddamn ring. Where if Drew McIntyre grabs you by the head, you're done. In real life, this is a huge ass boy. 
is a big boy. Nice spine buster. If Drew McIntyre showed up at AEW and was like, I'm gonna I wanna fight your biggest, like who would they send after him? Fucking Billy Gunn, I guess. <laughs> you know, for, I always wanted since they were both kind of like this person during the COVID era of being the champs, but you know, not having an audience in front of Drew and, and Moxley would be a fun match because they would beat the living fuck out of each other. So have you watched did you watch Pennyworth at all? No, I haven't checked it out. I've always heard I've heard good things about it. I heard it's better than most CW shows. There's one character on this show. He's like a Irish character, I, I, but like I swear to God that he's just like doing an impersonation of Moxley whenever he walks into a room. <laughs> like you know Moxley's little dumb walk that he does. The Axel Rose strut, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it's like this guy is doing. <laughs> This the entire time I was like, that's awesome. I don't know if he's actually doing it. Like, is like, all right, you're gonna be this badass looking guy. He kind of looks like Moxley too, which doesn't help. But I'm like, oh shit, it's Moxley. Moxley's in the new Pennyworth ship. <laughs> you know, when you see it, watching... you'll never be able to unsee it. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, but the first person that did that, and I was watching Nitro recently, and he did it like for interviews was DDP. He kind of did that strut a little bit right before Mean Gene Okerlund gave him the mic. But Moxley, it's like his, I don't know, you just know like how it's its calm, cool, collected meets aggression in a, in a little strut. It's like his Ric Flair strut, you know? Yeah, it's, it's very much like that. It's also kind of like... Um... I don't I don't know how to explain it because like DDP would always lead into just like the bang from it, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Or the interview for like a split second. But John will just like strut around the whole entire place. All right. So here we go. What the fuck is Killer Cross doing on the top ropes? Oh, God damn it. Can you escape? I hate. The WWE way WWE way of doing cage matches. Like, that makes you look like such a pussy. It's Killer Cross. Why the hell would you take the fucking easy way out, you know? Well, for Cross to do it, it would make sense, because he's the heel. But for McIntyre to try to do it, it's, yeah, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, I'm assuming that they're doing it to set up a spot where Scarlet slams the door on McIntyre's face, so they're prefacing it, right? Dude, that suplex off the cage was gnarly as hell. Surprised they didn't collapse the fucking ring. Yeah. So, with McIntyre, why do you think he hasn't been able to kind of get over the hump? Like I know he had the COVID, the COVID run or whatever, but I think that's it, just, it, man. You think it's that, or you think it's like they just booked him? They didn't like book him weak or anything. You just think it's just like he didn't really have that heel to go against? Because I think like if they would have had like a good heel, or if he had like a long run uh, against like Lesnar or someone, <laughs> Scarlett just sprayed Drew McIntyre and the ref in the face. With pepper spray. That's great. 
Oh. Dude, she's best. Lava. <laughs> she's totally looking like sensational Sherry right now with her smiles and shit. I love fucking Scarlet. Yeah, like how do you look at this duo of her and Carrie and Cross and be like, uh, that's not money. Yeah, I can't let's, make let's, money let's, off of this. Let's separate them. <laughs> and Yeah, she didn't do the door throw. I wasn't expecting the pepper spray, to be honest, but I, I thought she was going to door slam. That's why I thought they set up that escape earlier, the escape attempt earlier. It makes <sighs> sense. It's a cage match, right? Like, they're kind of predictable when they're... WWE also changes the rules of their cage. Like you were saying, they change the rules of what their cage matches actually mean, like, constantly. Because sometimes you can't win by escape. You have to win... Or no, you can win by escape, but they do like a pinfall in the middle, and you're like, <laughs> okay. Drew McIntyre. But you know what? I, I don't think the thing is about Drew, like you were just talking about. I don't think he's at like a a bad level or anything. I think he's more like a modern Davy Boy Smith, and he actually won the world championship too, like twice, like. I don't think he was ever going to be like their next big guy, basically. I think he could have been their next big guy when he was coming off that rumble and then COVID hit. And then like they also gave him no heels and no crowd to work with. And then they just didn't do anything with him. Yeah, that's he's good on the mic, man. He's substantial in the ring as well. Yeah, it's just it's WWE not being able to build stars to the level that they should because i think if this guy if, if drew was an AEW, for instance it would be a uh oh he, he would be the big guy that they actually need and be able to have those kind of matches that they want from their big guys oh, i didn't see that one that ending So, Drew McIntyre won the match. This is uh, this is interesting. Did he accidentally knock out old boy with that rocket kick or whatever the fuck? <laughs> is that I what happened? I can't believe she pepper sprayed the fucking ref, too. That's such a great little addition. Like, fuck you. Uh but yeah, so so Karrion Cross was trying to get out. Drew McIntyre was over the top, and he made it just by a split second, beating Karrion Cross and winning the cage match. And right, now he's so on top of it. Scarlett kind of did a dumb thing here. So she locked the door so Drew couldn't get out instead of just like pushing the door against him or something. And then he was like, "All right, fuck it, I'll climb the cage." But then she had to unlock the door <laughs> for Karrion to get back out. She didn't think about it, man. She had mess ups. She's a heel. She they they learn from their mistakes sort of until the next time they fuck up. Yeah, I'm fine with it because like at least Drew McIntyre didn't look like a babyface idiot. You know, he's like, okay, I can't go out the door. Let me yeet over this this cage that I'm basically the size of. <laughs> so the fans seem to like it in the building. That's all that matters. They're pumped. I'm Drew McIntyre. Hey, feel free to, if you need to smoke a stove at all, to, like, run out um, and do so. Kind of 
forgot oh, about no. that for you. No, I'm good. I actually, uh, I, I, I quit cigarettes, man. I'm off the off the fucking wagon. What? I'm yeah, proud of man. you, man. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah, so, dude. I I'm good, but I do enjoy the sunshine, so I still might go. <laughs> That's the way I quit smoking. Is like I still need to go outside sometimes. <laughs> you just look you get so. You get so used to like a the little mental break of like I just need to step outside for a second. Um, just think moment of clarity in your day. Well, I think it's like you know the habit still ex- like I, it, quitting s- smoking is very much for me. It's not it wasn't like a physical addiction. It's more of like what you do with your day, right? Like uh, smokers, I think all have kind of habits. So uh, not just the habit of smoking, but you're like, oh, I just ate a meal. Let me go smoke a cigarette or whatever. I just had my coffee. I'm driving in a car. Yeah, I'm driving in my car. Let me smoke a cigarette. So it's like those little things are kind of the hardest part about quitting smoking more than anything else. So I still try to incorporate those into my day. Like, all right, well, I normally would go outside and stand for five minutes. Let me do that. You know what I mean? Like, but just do it without smoking. Fucking Roman Reigns, man. Hell yeah, Looking dude. Fly as hell. Bro, how's Roman out here cutting like better promos than ninety percent of the wrestling in like industry? He doesn't even need a mic, man. He could just be <laughs> looking at the fucking camera and just talking to that. I don't know, Sammy, man. He's <laughs> Sammy just trying to corpse everyone each week is pretty fucking great as well. <laughs> uh what are these new Chevys? What are, what are these Silverado SUVs? <laughs> arguably, let me just say, besides MJF, arguably the most like successful Jewish member of wrestling has to go to Paul, Paul Heyman, <laughs> and he's in fucking Saudi Arabia right now. <laughs> like. <laughs> They give him a pass because of ECW. They're like, there's no way that man believes in any kind of God. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Sammy's like, how can you go over there? He's like, easy, money. <laughs> the walrus. My dad was a lawyer. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Byron Saxton is just fucking terrible at everything. <laughs> like. I don't mind him with Corey on commentary. I think he actually is a good person to bounce back off him, but they want to do two men, and I'd take, I'm fine with that. But yeah, why, why, I don't see him fulfilling this. Why is he overselling like, an interview? Because he's always supposed to be a pussy, even though he's a big fucking muscular dude, and we know he is. That's like, it worked with Coach. Like, it was believable when this would happen to Coach. But with Byron Saxton, why would he not just slap the shit out of Paul Heyman? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I don't get it, man. Uh, like, oh, when, when one Mike, thing. When Michael Cole used to do this, he was like, okay, that's believable. Because if, like, if Michael Cole said something to The Rock, <laughs> he would get thrown through the arena. Oh, the good old days. Or if he said something stupid to Sean, he would get put in the shower. <laughs> it's the same thing God. with, like, Mean Gene too, right? Like you could pick on Mean Gene because he's like a little guy, and then he'll but have, like, he would he would comeback. he had some balls to him. He'd be like, "Wait, you don't talk to me like that," you know. Yeah. Put that cigarette out. 
Oh God! During during Ric Flair, everyone always forgets that during Ric Flair's "A Tear in My Eye" speech, Mean Gene Okerlund yells at Pat Patterson to put the <laughs> cigarette out. <laughs> I love that. We're fucking uh, trying to do an interview over here, asshole. <laughs> Uh, what crazy. a legend! What a fucking legend! Uh, so look at Judgment like Day all, once, all once of, again. All of, so all these cats—I don't know what this means—but these are all like Logan Paul fans with these white hats behind commentary. I'm assuming is that like one of his I gimmicks? Know. I have no idea. I hope Logan has a really unbelievable match with Roman Reigns. I really do. I hope that he can be a future big timer in WWE, but this will definitely be the deciding point. Um, he's done good so far, but he's had two fucking matches. You know what I'm saying, Chris? Yeah. Logan Paul kind of pissed me off earlier uh, this week. Cause I was watching Botchamania and he was doing like a podcast interview and they're like, so you're aware when you said I am the table, late like, internet pop because it's like Botchamania. Right. And he was like, no, I just came up with that on my own. I didn't know it was already a thing. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're on YouTube. You know, Botchamania is a thing. Fuck out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. But do you think Logan Paul would admit to that? Like, no, he's a dick. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if he's just he's just naturally a dick. This was not in character, right? Like he he honestly believes that I am the table is like his own creation. Oh man, Dominic. but whatever. <laughs> I'm fine with the Paul brothers coming in. <laughs> Who gives it? It's dude. If if you want two fucking real life heels that you want to see get their ass kicked, it's fucking Logan and Jake Paul. It's, yeah. Ex- I already a good combination. Hate them, so it's they they're already halfway there. All they have to do is like be able to have a match. And Logan's impressed us, but we gotta Roman and we can also give a lot of credit to Roman because he's gonna be leading the fucking thing. So let's see if he stands out tonight. That's my when's biggest Ste- question. When's when's uh Stephen Emil coming in back in now that Cody's here? That's the real question. Is he gonna show up Dude. and fuck one of these Pauls up? <laughs> yeah, get WWE involved with fucking um Unless it's on, I don't remember what station was on, but get WWE Stars. involved with heels. Yeah, yeah I'm AJ down with Styles. That. Yeah, dude, I would love that. I hope next season is great because they definitely made it a good impact, and I love the show. I, I can't wait for the next season. And to know that most of them, like him and um, God damn it, I can't remember the little brothers, the actor that plays them, but they did most of their own stunts. The only time that they like Stephen Amell wouldn't be able to is if he was told by, you know, the producers, he couldn't. And he was like that on arrow. He hated the stuntman. He's like, I love him. He's a nice guy. But every time I'd see him and I'd know I couldn't do one of my stunts on arrow, I would just look at him and be like, fuck you. But like, I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> Cause dude, I've seen this guy go down a fucking skateboard ramp and jump up in the air and hit an arrow, not on a fucking television show in real life. Hit it, hit a fucking target, you know, on the other side of the fucking building, no problem. Like that's how he used to test himself. I love Stephen. <laughs> you can't tell. He's like, he's like TV John Cena, if you will, if that makes sense. A very, yeah. very small scale version of that. Or, or as I like to call him, Canadian Paul Walker. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> the go. Very, the very first time I saw Arrow, I was like, oh, they shit, they got Canadian Paul Walker out here. <laughs> That is pretty funny. That is that is pretty funny. But hey, man, what was he involved in? The first pay-per-view, if you will, of the precursor to All Outs and, and AEW and All In. 
Well, That's what I'm saying. Daniels. Well, because he's like really good friends with Cody Rhodes, so it would make sense for him like coming back to WWE against the Paul brother on like stars and WWE get together and make that gimmick happen. Yeah, and he was a good partner with uh, Neville, right? Where Cody went against him uh, at was it SummerSlam or was it Mania? I think it was SummerSlam, but I don't remember. <laughs> I I know Neville was partners with Stephen Amell. I don't remember who Cody was partners with. Stephen Amell was kind of like the start of people. Good celebrities that, get in the ring? Yeah, like we're going to actually train and try to actually do a wrestling match. Because he had that match with Stardust, which Cody Rhodes. Yep. Um, where he like actually was like, all right, fuck it. If I'm going to do this, let me go learn how to wrestle. And now like everyone does that, right? Like, Well, I remember the beginning of Arrow, I wasn't watching wrestling. It was like right before, like right as I started watching it. And Stephen Amell said that he was – I saw the video of him jumping over the fucking barricade, jumping in the ring, leapfrogging into it, and spearing the shit out of Cody. And that kind of was one of the things, along with many, that kind of got me back into wrestling. So that's because I loved Arrow for the first two or three seasons, and then I don't know what the fuck happened to that show. Fucking CW. Just let yeah. Greg Berlanti do, do his work. That show was so good. And they fucked it up so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get back a little bit on track, at least set up what's going on. We got a- AJ's out here with the most beautiful hair I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the wind, man. He's got that goddamn fucking, you know. In, in, in the hockey world, they would call that a sick flow. He's got some sick flow going. <laughs> what is Rhea, like, have? Oh, she, dude, she's got Beth's look. On her hair, her fucking Viking look. That's She's, a good touch. She does, 100%. That's fucking hilarious. That's a lot of extra hair. It's uh, easy to forget, like, how big Anderson actually is because Gal- I've seen him with Gallows for so long that he always looks small. But he just got into the ring with a priest, and he's, like, two inches shorter. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. All right, Dominic wants in. I don't know if we're at the same spot in the match. Have you ever looked at Damian Priest and been like, is that T-Bird from The Crow? Kind of, yeah, man, now that you mention it. (laughs) I always thought that he looked like, like, if you said that he was related to Roman Reigns, I could believe that. Oh, not T-Bird. I can't remember the guy's name now, but the knife guy from, yeah, the knife guy from The Crow. And then afterwards, they're like stuck all his knives and all of his organs in alphabetical order, which is one of the best lines of that fucking entire movie. Uh, Maybe that's what he's going for, though. I don't know. Shit. Could be. Halloween ain't till manana. (laughs) Speaking of which, how was your uh, Halloween weekend and Halloween? It's very disappointing, man. Like, we used to get, like, 100 kids to come to the house, and it seems like over the past – well, with COVID, obviously, there was a, a decline, right? But, like, uh, this year we had eight. So wow. that was kind of kind of sad. And then um, had to work Saturday and then go to a wedding at night, which is why we missed the podcast last weekend. Um, but, yeah, so that was good. I mean, minus the work shit, but the, like, wedding was fine and uh, the – 
you know, Halloween was just kind of, I, I miss like kids trick or treating, man. Like uh, it's one of my favorite things, hand out candy and shit. But uh, I wasn't filling in the spooky spirit this year, I guess. I mean, I watched a lot of horror movies, but like uh, as far as like getting dressed up and stuff is, I don't know, was not yeah. my year, I guess. It's kind of like how I felt about last year. I, I, I guess between the uh, the spooky movies, and I mean, I watch a lot of horror movies no, no matter what. I feel bad sometimes for my roommate because she's right above me in the living room. <laughs> she like, always sounds movies. like someone's and dying. <laughs> I have to use the controller and be like, oh, my God, i got to turn this down because she just hears murderous screams the whole entire fucking time. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, I've watched a lot of horror movies, a lot of them that I have hadn't seen a lot of ones that I liked that I had seen, uh, but hadn't in a long time. So, but the biggest thing is I worked at my buddy's haunted house, uh, Mr. John Kalina, the Kalina brothers. They used to have a show over on geek vibes and on YouTube. If you guys want to check that out, I think it's the Kalina bros geek show was the name of their show. I'm hoping I got that him and Joe, but, um, he basically every year builds a uh, haunted house and, Oh, Dominic out here doing the Ray Mysti- or the uh, Eddie Guerrero shit. Love that. He's making sure his hair stays mullet as fuck, by the way. Yeah, he's also got what we would call in the hockey game a sick flow. <laughs> Jesus. But, um, yeah, so he does these haunted houses every year. He builds it in this two-car. He actually, now that I think about it, he doesn't even have a two-car garage. He just has a one-car garage, but makes these awesome haunted houses. And uh, I was... Uh, Kmart, uh, Freddy Krueger again, uh, which is Eddie Kroger. Um, I have a, a gray and black, uh, you know, cardigan sweater on. And then I have a mask that is pretty cool. And uh, I had a hat, but it was like a fisherman's hat, but it worked. It was black. And uh, Edward Scissorhands, like one of his hands. So scared the fuck out of some some children. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, like the, like I said, we like we had eight kids total. I was out here buying like fifty dollars worth of candy. Like, oh, the kids are gonna come back. COVID's over. Nah, I don't know if everyone just aged out of Halloween or if people are just at home playing Fortnite. But it's sad because like even when I was like thirteen or fourteen, I'm like, shit, it's candy time. Put this costume on. Yeah. With a garbage sack, living in the trailer park. I'm like, I'm going to every one of these tra- <laughs> trailers. Dude. I feel you, man. It was very important, and I just don't think it's uh, – I don't know. We, It sucks. Halloween sucked for me because – oh, Lord, this is a great story. So I did. I was out, and my guy couldn't get me any um, of the Mary Jane until the next day. So, of course, like most people, I asked my boss if he could help me out. Uh, <laughs> and he gave me some gummies, and he told me – specifically take one to one and a half and wait a while until it kicks in. Well, I took two before I left work. And then when I got home, took another one and a half and halfway through Friday the 13th, four, uh, I started freaking out and, uh, ended up having somewhat of a panic attack and then taking, um, half a clodipin that I have for anxiety attacks. And by the time that kicked in, I passed out and woke up at 11 o'clock didn't get to give any kids any candy. Uh, didn't watch any horror movies on Halloween. But I guess I did the whole entire month leading up to that. So I did it on Tuesday. Instead. <laughs> so the new uh, 
so A24 is speaking of like horror things. A24 has got a new movie out with Paperboy from Atlanta and Jennifer Lawrence. Have you heard any, or seen anything about this? No. What's the name of it? Fuck if I know. That's why I was asking you. I just keep seeing previews for it, and I was like, that looks interesting. It's. I don't think it's a horror movie though. It looks like more like a drama type film. But I was like, shit, that's Paperboy know- and Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I have been seeing shit for that now that I think about it. I don't know. Let me look this up. It's on Apple TV. I I honestly think with this match, Chris. Well, that's where they kill me because I'm not getting Apple TV. I already have every fucking thing else. You know? Jennifer Lawrence. I think in this match, though, honestly, that... Uh, AJ and the and the uh, good brothers are gonna lose, and then we're gonna see a or they're gonna start beating him down, and Edge and uh, Phoenix might come in and take out the uh, the whatever the hell they're called. What are they called? They're not the Dark Order, the uh, Vengeance Society. Yo, shout out to Damian Priest for giving zero fucks and doing the suck it sign, and then the camera hard cutting away. <laughs> Whoa. This has been a really good match. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's hard to care about the storyline, really. Um, is it I, Causeway I is the name of the movie? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's Brian that's, Tyree Henry. Yeah, Paperboy. Um, <laughs> Paperboy and Jennifer Lawrence in that film. Jennifer Lawrence is a damn good actress. She really is. I really wanted her. I know that she wanted to get done with superheroes because doing the makeup process for Mystique just too too long. But she was my original person to play uh, Captain Marvel before Brie Larson got it. Brie's, Brie Larson's really good as well. But yeah, I could see Jennifer Lawrence. Was, that's a pretty good pick. Also, New Titans she is out. Batter and a motherfucker. I need to check that out. I, I got to be <laughs> honest with you. I thought the last season was a dip for, compared to the first two seasons. Because I love the first season, them forming it. The second one with Deathstroke was awesome. And then they try to do way too many things all at once, and Scarecrow was the fucking main villain. I don't know. It just kind of got a little too off the rails for me. Oh, well, then you might not like this season either. Cause it, goes, it just like, seemed like they were going a little bit CW, where they had like a real car edge. happened to first. Finn Balor? Did he get punched in the stomach and just like yeet himself out of the ring? What the fuck was that? I don't know, man. <laughs> this guy. If Gallows can hit you so hard in the stomach, you leap 40,000 feet outside of the ring, then, like, they deserve to win. (laughs) Somehow, I feel like Gallows is just doing, like, the Shawn Michaels bumps at this point, just, like, (laughs) over-bumping everything. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Like, he's, like, punishing WWE for firing him or something. Finn Balor and AJ Styles. Hell yeah, boy. <laughs> They've been doing this dance forever. Ain't no way you're going to beat me. UGA is going to go to the national championship this year. Go Docs. <laughs> go Docs. <laughs> oh, my, uh, my coworker, Harry, uh, yesterday was like, Dane, because one of the guys that works with us uh, is from Tennessee. So he's like, so on Monday, I want you to play on the speakers in the back. We have the champions when Brian gets here. And I said, well, Harry, what if Georgia loses? And he paused and looked at me and he goes, 
we don't we, we don't need to talk about that. Like he was really <laughs> serious about it. <laughs> He's like, the fuck are you on about? What if Georgia loses? <laughs> I forget how much college football is is beloved. <laughs> I, uh, and, and he's the greatest guy, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. I was like, what do you mean? We, I, what are you going to mouse in your pocket? I have no, <laughs> no stake in the game. Um, but I will do that for him because I love Brian, but he can kind of be a douche. So, you know, I will definitely shove that in his face. Turn AJ, it AJ, off. AJ Styles is so fucking good. Sorry not to interrupt you, but Jesus Christ, man. Well, for having little amount of interaction, only one real match up until the, this feud, him and Finn Balor have great chemistry as well. Well, yeah, Finn is also really fucking good. Like, that's just the immediate, you know, that's going to be a good match. Oof. Dominic's about to get fucking... <laughs> yeah, shit whipped. <laughs> All right. I thought we were about to have chicken fighting in the ring. I don't know if you're exactly there, but you're, I think you're about to be. Out of all the moves that have been stole in wrestling, really, I'm surprised that no one does like the AJ Styles Pele kick. It's a pretty damn good kick. A couple people do it. I'm trying to think of who, though, but I can't put a fucking... Maybe AJ does it so well that we just forget that everyone else tries to do it. I, <laughs> I saw a female wrestler try to do it, and I can't remember who it was. It was someone on AEW did like the Pele kick, and I can't remember who it was. But it looks, uh, it always looks fucking awesome when he does it. <laughs> yeah, just like everything else AJ Styles. Well, does. It, it's like the way that he nails that and makes it look so believable. It, it's kind of like when Owen was hitting the Enziguri back in the 90s and like, quote unquote, gave Shawn Michaels a concussion back when they were feuding. Oh, shit. I actually kind of like that the, the, the chicken fighting spot you're talking about. Uh, by the way, I kind of like that because they didn't do like the triple suplex spot. They were like, okay, someone else is going to do that. So let's do something different, right? So you still get the big spot, but it's like different. <laughs> so. Let me know when you get to the pin. I don't know why this keeps on jumping me ahead. Yeah, right now, just uh, all I can see is uh, Rhea Ripley's ass, so. Is it shiny? It's very purple and shiny. Shiny hiney. Me. <laughs> Rhea, fuck out of here, AJ. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> for someone that's not even supposed to be wrestling right now, holy shit, has she made a career for herself. And also AJ Styles with this fucking... <laughs> Taking that dropkick in the corner. <laughs> Jesus, he's like so a good. fucking like a shotgun blast in the chest. <laughs> he looked like it killed him. He looked like what happened to Marina Shafir. <laughs> was it Marina? <laughs> that got... <laughs> but that was a shoot. <laughs> so. Are you at the uh, the pin yet? Yeah, I already saw it. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The shotgun blast into the double stomp or whatever by Valor. All set up by Rhea Ripley. Mommy. 
All right, let's see if I, uh, I'm correct with the ending of all this. I don't think they're going to beat them down. They look like they're all rolling out. But will Edge and Beth Phoenix come out? On this day. I hope so. Homie. clearly. Dominic is getting better and better with this group. <laughs> just by himself. In the ring, he looks comfortable. His facial expressions. Everything. Well, he's booked in a storyline that actually makes sense with other good wrestlers, which probably is what he needed all along. Like, because he didn't get an NXT run. They kind of just threw him into something with, you know, Rey Mysterio, which is fine, but he wasn't ready. Now he's looking, like, more comfortable. He's got, like, a cool thing going with Rhea. Like, you know, sometimes you need – like, he didn't have the experience that a lot of these other cats have coming in. He wasn't like a well-known indie wrestler or anything coming into the business. Like he was like what, like wrestle had trained with a uh, fucking Lance Storm for six months or something. Like you know, Rhea's so fucking great. By the way, mean mugging this entire crowd. <laughs> uh, all right, so Edge didn't come out, but I just thought because of her hair that might happen. But that was a very, very cool detail. She is great. Yeah, like literally leaning out to the crowd and be like, oh, are you guys sad? Feels bad. Oh, <laughs> I feel really bad about this. I'm so sad about it. She's great. What the fuck? Are they making another Enchanted? We have really? to have the Charlotte baby face like rematch. Like, I know they're setting up for Beth, but. Charlotte and Rhea had a banger before. If you can somehow position Charlotte as a baby face going into that match, it'd be great. I agree. That would be awesome. I kind of want her to take on Bianca and get that title off her instead of Bailey. She's been back in the ring, though. They've only She's only had two matches so far. One was in NXT, but she's uh, in ring ready, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're saving it for Beth Phoenix, right, at this point, because she's been yeah. on for so long. But that, that's what I was saying about, like, it's incredible, like, how much she grew that character by not really being able to take any bumps or anything. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Vince fucked her up so bad. Like, what? she had such a good feud going with Charlotte. Like, that could have been money for, like, a long period of time, even before she got hurt and they started Judgment Day or whatever, like. I don't know. But uh I don't know. They're on the right track now. This is a great character. I don't ever want her to change. <laughs> Honestly. So good. Me neither. She's one of my favorite things in WWE. I agree. I definitely agree with that. She's awesome. Alright, there's too many commercials on Peacock. Yeah, what the fuck? Am I, I hate WWE does commercials for their own shit. It's like, I'm currently watching it. <laughs> like, what are you trying to show me? How many matches do we have left? Three. We got a tag match and then the title match, and there's one. Oh, we're about to have the, probably the giant match. Yeah, yeah, that's the third one. So, yeah, three, three matches, I think. They roll through Crown Jewel like pretty quickly. That was the longest That's match good. of the entire show so far. I mean, honestly, we've been doing the show for a little, little over two hours, and it looks like we we're almost at the end. So, 
Usually our shows can go to fucking four hours, Chris. So. <laughs> yeah. And so. we've, we've knocked out everything pretty much. I'm sure we'll remember some other stuff, uh, news-wise or result-wise, and uh, talked about some movies and shit. So, so this is a great episode. So if you don't like oh, it, did, I'm sorry. <laughs> we did miss uh, talking about like the fact that Okada was on a team with <laughs> Eddie Kingston and Drew. <laughs> um, John Moxley, sorry. Yeah, that was that. That is pretty cool. <laughs> like what? What a combination of personalities in that match. How about how about pretty cool for uh, Triple H and WWE to allow Shinsuke Nakamura to have one of uh, Muda's last matches in Pro Wrestling Noah? I think it's awesome. Um, I hope that he lets him go back to New Japan because Nakamura said he wanted to go back. Kind of end his career out, so hopefully that's the start of that. They need a working relationship with New Japan because, like, if Anderson didn't New fucking Japan. fuck all that up <laughs> by being an idiot, getting signed and having dates and a title still for another company, and this event is is causing him not to have a the title def- defense he was supposed to. Double book uh, himself. I'm sure Triple H made it worth their while and just paid him. So uh, don't worry about it. It's it's fine. Uh, do you want? Uh, I'll, I'll see if John Cena wants to come and uh, you know go in his place. So the other day on Dynamite when they were chanting MVP, I thought MVP was in the crowd about to fuck Jericho up, but it was <laughs> it was Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens. I laughed for like twenty minutes straight. I was like, you can't just chant MVP at a wrestling event. I'm gonna think it's actually MVP. Oh, Lord, this should be a very interesting match. Oh, uh, we got four matches, man, because we got uh, Bianca and Bailey as well. Okay, that'll be a good match. I got five bucks on uh, Braun running into a ring post. Yeah, I could see that happening. He seems to not uh, understand they're coming at certain <laughs> points. MVP is This is, totally, this is totally such good. a... This is such an interesting match, man. Like I, this is this is gonna be either like a monkey fucking a football, or this will be something where you're like, wow, all right, that was pretty cool. Um, because we're gonna give it, even if it's like a fucking under ten minute match, we're gonna give it credit if it looks like a decent match. But this could be worse than Marina Shafir and fucking Jake Cargill. Braun Strowman uh, is not six foot eight. Fuck out of here. <laughs> He's not 335 pounds. I mean, I believe he's 335 pounds. He's definitely not six foot eight, though. That's like Kane. <laughs> like, Dude, he came he's... up to fucking Omas's neck, the top of his head. <laughs> yeah, he like... was in the middle of his chest. Oh, God, this is going to be just terrible. I can tell. Nah, it's going to be great, dude. I don't Paul know. Paul it. It'll be good. <laughs> It looks like MVP said fuck that too, because <laughs> I don't see him with Omas. Yeah, if I if I uh, if they made this Omas shirt there, I'd probably buy it. Not gonna lie, that's a cool logo. I like his outfit in general. He looks interesting. He, it looks um, 1970s orange and uh, maroon uh, fucking Wolverine costume from the X Men. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is like my favorite. Me Wolverine. too, dude. Everyone likes oh. the the. 
The blue and yellow, but that was the coolest and sleekest one. That's what I hope he has first in the MCU. Yeah, well, we haven't talked about this in a while, but, like, yo, who's going to play Wolfie? <laughs> I don't know, man. I- I'm-, I'm happy we get Jackman back for one. Basically, it's a Deadpool movie, so it'll be fun having that Wolverine back. But we're definitely getting our own for the MCU. I love that they're just incorporating the other universes, saying, yeah, we have a multiverse. These Spider-Men have existed. Deadpool and this existed. But this is our universe. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about that movie because I don't think Disney... Some of the stuff they've been doing at, with the television shows have just been fucking just god-awful to me. Into the uh, Spider-Verse kind of like game-changed movies. They're just like, oh, timelines don't matter. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can do whatever. <laughs> Just incorporating the uh, the concept of the multiverse. Yeah, yeah I mean, everyone's obsessed with it. I mean, X-Men kind of did that with Bishop and time travel, etc. beforehand in the comics. But it's fun. It's fun that like like now they're like, we don't need like seven years out. We can just be like, all right, fuck it. Different timeline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't care as long as the movie's fun. That's the like that's the biggest thing. Like some of these where they try to get too up their own ass about like tying it all together uh actually makes the movie less fun for me. Looking at yeah. you, Avengers. I don't know. I, I, I think that some of the movies weren't as great as others and people just grouped them all in. But the first the Infinity Saga, the first three phases of MCU is really impressive. And this first phase of the – what the fuck are they calling it? The multi – yeah, it's the multiverse era. Um, it just hasn't been as good. It's not as good. I like Shang-Chi. I like the Spider-Man movie. Eternal sucked. Uh, Black Widow was fine. You know, just kind of – eh. I'm hoping that the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom and Magneto and characters like that revive them. But we're not going to see them until 2024. <laughs> So See, I, th- I think I think that like Peter Parker Spider-Man in general is just such a hard character to fuck up. You could do like a completely terrible movie and I'd probably be like still pretty good. I mean, <laughs> he's a nerd. Dude, that's that Spider-Man. Was, that was such fan <laughs> service to have all of them back. And I really love this idea that I don't know what's going to happen or anything. The Sony characters they're making Venom with Tom Hardy, whatever, whether or not you like the movies, they're going with them. I want a maximum carnage with fucking. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man as that version of Spider-Man. That'd Toby can go away. Tom Holland can, we, can be in Disney. Who, who's the guy that played Rorschach in the uh, Watchmen? Because I was like, dude, that's perfect carnage. Like that'd be. Oh yeah. Um. God, James James Earl. God damn it, I can't remember his fucking name. Either him so or the uh, the guy that's not Ghost and Power that I cast in everything and no one puts him in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want Cameron Monaghan to play like a young version of it because of his uh his not Joker I guess in Gotham. Yeah, I mean eventually Casey Affleck will become the Joker because I'm just gonna will that into existence until it happens. But does Braun Strowman have his septum pierced? Yeah, dude, he got punk rock when he was started controlling his own narrative. Holy hell. 
I don't know why you'd wear that in the ring, though. It sounds like it seems like a bad idea. Anyone that wears that's like, what I'm kind of piercing in a. All right, I love this. This is very old school wrestling. Let's start with a test of strength. <laughs> Let's get there. Now, remember what I said earlier? This is even more so Hulk Hogan and fucking Andre is what they're trying to go for, I think. Which is great, man. Like, it's good shit. I love old school wrestling. I don't know about this wrestling attire Braun is wearing, though. Yeah, it's like, like I said, he's he's got like the old school Wolverine trunks, and then he's got Wakanda Black Panther fucking shirt. No, not almost. I was talking about uh, fucking oh. uh, Braun with these. He looks like he went to the Gap and bought my size jeans and put them on or something. <laughs> yeah, my size jeans. That's all hilarious. <laughs> Can I get a bunch of rips in them? <laughs> Can y'all uh, afraid? <laughs> Never mind, I'll just cut him up with an ambulance. I'll throw it on my knee. <laughs> remember, when, remember when Braun was awesome and they fucked that up somehow? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Omos just kicked Braun and fucking just as hard as shit in the chest. Well, if Braun learned anything from Brock Lesnar, he'll give him a fucking receipt. <laughs> All right, let me see his kick again in slow motion. I mean, he kicked him in the chest instead of the face, but that was a fucking kick. He's a big dude. Talking that shit. Must I mean, if you go in there fighting Omos, you kind of you kind of know what you're going to get, right? Like, <laughs> this is not going to be great for me. Oh, yeah, I, I've heard show talk about him and also how Undertaker felt about Kali's chops. They're like... They either look terrible or they connected way too fucking hard and knocked the breath out of you. He was fucking terrible about it. But I actually yeah, I think get, Omos has a little bit more. I think they got uh, the benefit of never going against Stan Hansen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or Wahoo McDaniel. I like this shit talking. I always think that Omos gets the idea of him being this giant badass more so than a lot of other people. I, they, oh. they pulled, they pulled him up too soon. That's, I mean, that's the problem with Omos. He wasn't ready. He's learning as they go. It's the same thing with Dominic Mysterio. Like I, you can't put that on the wrestler. Like if they come in and they've wrestled for like four months, of course, they're not going to have great fucking matches. Especially if you throw the idea of it has to be in the style of WWE, which is very specific style of wrestling, where you have to do everything, certain camera positions, etc. Which, I mean, works. Like, it's worked out really well for AEW, because when you think of AEW's, like, top guys, they're all WWE stars. Yep. Omos just, I'm going to eat this guy. <laughs> Could you imagine how good WWE would be if they just fired their entire production team and hired AEW's production team and they didn't do all Jesus. the camera cuts? <laughs> I wonder if, like, Triple H could convince, like, a real, like, 
one of the better sports cinematographers to come over. Like one that, like I, I don't watch other sports, but I'm assuming that some of them do it a hell of a lot better than fucking WWE does. So that that's the weird thing is that like Vince in WWE kind of created a lot of sports angles and like the in NFL. Uh, football and stuff by doing XFL. They had like all sorts of crazy camera stuff that no one had ever done. This production cutaways, it's not like the cameras themselves are fine. It's just they feel like they need it's to. Kevin like, Dunn's like having to do beat by beat by beat while everything's fucking happening. Like each punch, you get a new angle. Yeah, we just it's got four camera shots on a punch. <laughs> like, you don't. It doesn't need to be that much like but uh, like, yeah, WWE kind of revolutionized the way sports were filmed. Well, at least the NFL with the XFL, like how things are filmed and a lot of like 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 kickoff angles and stuff they would do in XFL. So it's just kind of weird that they would let like think that this is acceptable. But the reason they do it is the reason they do it is it covers up a lot of botches. Yeah, I guess, or where something doesn't like, look when they don't as connect snug as it should be. Punch. But the problem is, is like when you're doing it in a match with two people that are fucking great, like Finn Balor and AJ Styles, like, bro, we don't need it. <laughs> I get if you yeah. do it in this match, I get it. Like you're covering up some, <laughs> some stuff that's maybe not there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's terrible. I would rather just like not not see the connection than have like all of these camera cuts all of the time. Because like uh, that's that's why you have commentary is like he didn't fully connect with that punch. You know, like (laughs) you don't need to try to. (laughs) Yeah, I can't think Kevin Dunn. I'm sorry. I'm just over it. I'm sure you can keep a lot of those guys and just have a better director involved with the whole entire process. Well, see, uh, the, the camera angle they're doing right there, if they just did that the whole, like, most of the match, it would be better. <laughs> like, yeah. it would be a better match. Oh, my God. Is he going to do it? Oh, my God. Okay. That was fucking awesome. I don't know how fucking Braun Strowman pulled that off. That big sidewalk slam? No, the it, sidewalk slam or power slam? What the fuck's the difference? Pa- power slam, power slam. Yeah, he did a like power slam. My bad. The dude's over four hundred pounds. Well, I mean, he's on the roids. We saw it in the Instagram photo he accidentally took. <laughs> That's the <good> point. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Also, almost went up pretty light. Good for him, dude. And he got the fuck out of the ring after that. Yeah, he did go up pretty light watching this fucking. <laughs> but I mean, Braun, holy fuck, that is a lot I mean, of weight. It's still a big as a boy, but he like he like he jumps really into it. All right, that actually impressed me. I thought both guys did well in that match. Yeah, it was fine. It was a good match. Big men slapping meat. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't fucking anything amazing, but. Can't I don't want to hear. I, I feel like I'll, I'll still hear people. Probably Alvarez or Sala Monsters. It was the worst fucking thing I've seen this year. But Yeah, that doesn't sound like an Alvarez thing. It'll just be like, it was a fine match. Sala Monster, that guy buries everything, though. Uh, He just gets so pissy, man. 
I don't know. Cornette could be the same exact way. Who knows? I bet Cornette will like this match, though. He's like, it was an actual wrestling match. <laughs> you know, like, I bet he won't be. He was like, almost still doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I was like, I don't know, man. He took that power slam pretty well. <laughs> he went up pretty light for a dude that weighs 400 pounds. Jesus Christ. I still think just because I, I think the visual is similar to that or of Andre and Hulk. For some reason, the idea of Brock Lesnar and Yokozuna, and if Brock Lesnar could fucking F5 Yokozuna, always remains one of my favorite ideas of a dream match. Chris? Well, that and Yoko could work his ass off even being super overweight, so that'd be a good match. Yeah, I want, like, I would say, like, both of them at the beginning of their WWE careers. Like, uh, 2003 Brock Lesnar, and whatever they were calling him. What was Stephanie calling him then? It's a SmackDown game. I can't remember. Here comes the pain. <laughs> no. Isn't that oh. like it's giving? The next big thing or something like that? or Whatever. That era Brock versus 91-92 champion Yokozuna. With Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman in the various corners. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Book it. And Read I mean, do you think do you think that Brock could fucking get him up? Uh, are they going to do carry? this? Oh, man. Thank you, Steph and Triple H. They're going to do the female title match last in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, no. The world championship's going last. There's no fucking way. It's oh, I thought, I, thought this, I thought this was the Roman match. I was like, holy shit. That'd be... I hope they do do that. Fuck, that'd be fucking great. It would be a great statement for sure. But uh, this is going to be... I don't know. I'm not as invested in this, honestly. But I love the the Brawling Brutes. I love the Usos, so I'm sure they'll have a good match. It's just, it's more, I think that we're going to be building after this to Kofi and Xavier. I'm assuming losing to the Usos, and they'll end up breaking their records against them, against the New Day. I could see that. Because they, they kind of hinted it last night. That they yeah, wanted WWE loves their records, and they, they're doing that currently with Roman as well for his title run to try to break Punk and Hogan's run as champion. So I could see them doing it both for the bloodline. I mean, it's all setting up to Rock versus fucking... Uh, Roman. Yeah, Rock versus Roman. If not, bring Stone Cold back. That was pretty fun. Goddamn, kid! Goddamn kid. Can I ask me to come out of retirement again? I'll come back. I'll give that Roman Reigns goddamn stunner. Drop him on that stack of times he calls the neck. (laughs) Last year, what? I came back. What? Whoop Kevin Owens' ass around the arena. What? Killer Stain. Kevin Stain. What? (laughs) So apparently they had to pause Kevin Owens because they have to – apparently – this is a report, Chris. I don't know if this is 100% true. Uh, They have an idea where to go with him, but they have to wait for certain things to play out, and that's why he's not been on TV much in the last couple weeks. Yeah, which means that they're going to bring him back like at Rumble if they can't sign The Rock, and they're going to do Kevin versus Roman would be my guess at Mania. Could Which be. I'm fine with. Who cares? It does suck not seeing Kevin Owens on TV, though, because he's... God damn, that boy's been putting in work. <laughs> in the ring, at least. 
He's uh, really over in Canada. AEW should have just paid him whatever amount of money that WWE paid him and brought him in because that would have, that would be a good backfill for what they got going on right now in their title picture, um, especially with all the punk stuff. <laughs> Kevin Owens well, had a, stepped right into that role. They uh, they had to hire like five people to Kevin Owens' amount. Um, God damn it, I don't know. They are so overloaded with talent. At this point, yeah, Kevin Owens looks kind of brilliant right now. Like him and Sammy both well, actually, they both look kind of brilliant because it worked out so in their favor with Cody coming back and then Vince leaving. And like now they're actually getting booked right. <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. It's crazy what a couple of a uh, couple months does to the wrestling industry. <laughs> But Kevin Owens in this Ring of Honor situation against Jericho would have been fucking so much money. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, that's, your, that's your match. That's your buildup. I still think they could use him in a possibility where finally Sammy starts fucking up, pisses off the bloodline. Jake convinces Roman to go against them. They mafia his ass, beat the shit out of him, and Kevin Owens comes to to his honor. Um, and then they could either go, like you said, Roman and... Kevin, or they could do Kevin and Sammy against the Usos, and they could be the ones to take the titles off of them after they beat the record. But it's interesting. I think that might be what's happening, either of those scenarios. Or we'll they could do both. I mean, you could you could have Kevin versus Roman and Solo Sokoa and uh, Sammy versus the Usos, which I think is kind of what they've been teasing. They've been teasing that Solo <laughs> likes <laughs> <laughs> likes Sammy more than everyone else in this group. I don't know. Him and Jimmy love each other, man. They got that handshake and shit. Uh, it's like, it's like you know, you're just not oozy enough. And you look at your brother Jimmy, like everyone likes Jimmy. Like he's a cool guy, you know? He's someone you want to hang out with. <laughs> Did I send you that Twitter post where like Jay's mean mugging the entire interview with Sammy and he's like, and I'm going to take him to the Waffle House and he gets really happy. <laughs> He's like, he loves the Waffle House. Who doesn't love the Waffle House? I'm going to have the hash browns. Dude, Sammy's been (laughs) killing it. Killing it with this group lately. Just, oh my god. It's it's almost like he's been the most underrated wrestler (laughs) for like the past six years. Well, it's like similar in ways to, you know, I already said like, or uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Owen with the Nation of Domination. Or even, like, I'll even give this, not the same level, but, like, when Disco was a part of the uh, the Wolf Pack, and it was like, Kevin Nash liked him, so Scott Hall and everyone else had to like him, even though they thought he was a fucking idiot. So it, 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 it's got, like, situations like that, but they're doing it even on a, a bigger level. And, I mean, the fact that he can stay straight-faced, and both Jim, or both Jay and Roman are actually laughing, like, to the point where Jay has to, like, cover his mouth because of saying Usi so many goddamn times and, and Paul's breaking character and he's able to keep a straight face. It's just perfect. Good shit. I kind of want to get one of these We The One shirts. That's pretty good. It's like got the ECW kind of look to it. I'm down for that. Next time they run like 50% yeah, off shirt. their t-shirts on the, pay- the next pay-per-view, maybe I'll lock it and buy one of these. Because their shipping is retarded on WWE. 
shop. How's this shipping going to cost half as much as the shirt? The fuck up out of here with that. Also, looking at you, Pro Wrestling Tees. It's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it costs like 40 cents to ship. Put two stamps on that motherfucker. Uh, as someone that works... Mailbox. <laughs> as, as someone that works at, at a promotional t-shirt company, like, people spend way too much on fucking t-shirts. Let me just say that. Especially with a couple prints on it that's not even impressive. On crappy material half the fucking time. I would um, rather pay like thirty dollars for a quality shirt. The, my problem is the shipping. Like the shipping is just ridiculous right now on a lot of these custom shirt shops and stuff. Like I said, looking at you, pro wrestling tees. Um, WWE is the same way though. Like if I buy a twenty-five dollar shirt, I should not have to pay ten dollars in shipping. <laughs> like it's a shirt. It weighs pretty much nothing. And you're a billion-dollar company. Figure it out. <laughs> Ridge Holland is strong as hell. Yeah, he's a big old boy. I thought he was going to be way... He could have used more time in NXT, honestly. And then he fucked, yeah. his, he fucked his leg up on that one spot. Oh, the spear from Oni Lorcan where his fucking leg just caved in when he caught him? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That shit looked nasty. Remember that in the Phoenix spot were two of the worst things I saw in wrestling in the last couple of years. Yeah. Because, like, I, I had really high hopes for him, but he probably needed to season a little more on the NXT roster and maybe get some interesting storylines. And then they just threw him in kind of to this group, which has worked out great because Pete Dunne. I think, I think Pete Dunne and especially Rich Holland benefit from hanging out with Sheamus. And picking his brain because he's been around for a while. Well, Seamus benefits as well because yeah, goddamn, this motherfucker's more over than he's ever been since like 2011. <laughs> or t- uh, Pete Dunn acting like Pete Dunn is so great. I know, right? We all want that loser weight back. <laughs> we do. You can Dude. call him. You could call him Butch the Bruiser weight or or. You know, it could be his nickname, but just acknowledge that he's Pete Dunn. Did Rich Holland just like catch a Uso with a slap? <laughs> yeah, he looked like he just slapped him in the fucking face. Uh, I know we both don't like uh, the guy, but at the beginning of Dynamite, um, Darby went to do his like 100 mile an hour <laughs> suicide dive. Oh, thing. yeah, dude. And he bounced off the motherfucker and just he like, just... poof. <laughs> He just no-sold the shit out of it, bounced off his chest. The fact that he's able to no-sell the shit out of it is impressive, though, because he planked himself, and he didn't move a goddamn inch. Yeah. And Darby is reckless about that shit. Uh, well, that's why, it looks, that's why it looks so good, but <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, God damn. Darby out here putting everybody over. <laughs> God damn, dude. <sighs> I'm not going to even talk about that. Well, at least it's going to be fun. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal against probably Sting and Darby at their next pay-per-view is what I'm uh, assuming. Is it full gear? Yeah, full gear. Jeff versus Sting in general will be fun. Yeah. Sting saw him have that match with Ric Flair. He's like, yep, I can do that, but better. <laughs> Basically. I love that. I, you know, it... People were like, where the fuck's Sting? And I'm like, it could be that Tony just gave him some time off. I mean, Sting was wrestling almost full time. He was at every show, almost wrestling in a match. 
sometimes twice a week. Like I, th- I think we're going to get um, a what happened to Sting next week on the show, which is like Jeff Jarrett like hit him with a guitar beforehand or something. Or yeah, that that'd be or, cool. or if they bring in House of Black just because he's been feuding with Darby, right? If that's going to be like Jeff's little crew, because you know Jeff's going to have a crew, because he basically said he was going to take over the company, essentially. So if they're going to do something like that, maybe maybe he got kidnapped by uh, Brody or Brody. Is it Brody King? Brody King, sorry. I need to Brody specify because there's multiple Brodies. <laughs> um, RIP. That was a cool spot. I like the triangle choke into the super kick. Fucking Usos are so good. Yeah, we need dude. them versus them boys. They're one of the best tag teams in the world. They have been for a while. And, you know, I think it will be fitting if the next opponents, because I, I obviously do think they're going to beat Pete Dunne. And this, this has been a good match, though. But I'm just saying him and Holland probably going to lose. But if we're going back to Xavier and Kofi against them, and you have it to where if they beat them, you know, maybe at Survivor Series, I guess, because they're about to beat the record. If the record is all about them against um, the New Day, it's like a one more time thing. I've known we've seen it a million times, but I think it would be proper. And then they go over still then and beat the records because those are the best tag team in fucking WWE. Also, shout out to the Usos for wearing Air Force Ones instead of Jordan Ones because everyone's wearing Jordan Ones now. And it's annoying to me. It's like when people started wearing, like, everyone started wearing Converse. That was cool for a while, wasn't it? But, like, literally seeing punks, like, handing out Jordan 1s to people. It's like, oh, man. Fucking, this is lame now. As someone that owns two pairs of J1s. Uh, See, I was I was always pretty much only a, uh, a shell top type of guy. Um, Adidas. I always liked rocking them. I want the wrestler that gets some Reebok pumps and like pumps them up before they go to the top rope. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that would be dope. Especially if they're white, so you can get the white man can't jump joke in there. Like if like uh, the acclaim does it to Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn's gonna hit an elbow drop. <laughs> like, hold on, <laughs> let, me, let me pump you up real quick. For those who don't, there's a scene in White Men Can't Jump where (laughs) Woody Harrelson's trying to dunk the ball and Wesley Snipes gets on his knees and is like, let me pump you up real quick and starts pumping his Reebok (laughs) pumps. (laughs) Uh, Woody Harrelson, man. It's a fucking great movie. It's slept on. So good. You can hear, you can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. <laughs> such a good movie. What the hell is going on? Oh, is that a t-shirt that's fucking stuck around Jay's uh, pants? I think it yeah, is. it got it ridged. Oh my god, I did you just see the Avalanche 3D? Yeah. That was nice, that was nice. Good match. Like I said, we've been doing this for now two, a little under two and a half hours. And now there's two matches left. We're going to probably go to the ladies and then the uh, men. 
Usos don't get enough love for how good they are just because they're in WWE. They're fucking so good. Did your shit just fuck up? No, I'm still good. Mine just fucking kicked me off. Oh, that sucks. <sighs> Jesus Christ. It was Sami Zayn. He oh, it's this Friday. <laughs> he hacks your stuff. We're going to be having the Usos and the New Day this next Friday on SmackDown. It should be an interesting match. They always work well together. All right, what do we got next? Show us some advertisement we don't need to see so I can tinkle. <laughs> it's got to be Bianca, right? And Bailey, I would think next. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Unless they go See, full dick mode and put them into the main event, which I would do, because. All right, I don't not? care about you, Ryan or Matt. Yeah. Chris, uh, talk to the people for a little while. I'm talking to the people. You know, that Avalanche 3D was awesome. Usos are awesome. I like this guy that has a, a, a sign that says, I'm filling Usi tonight. <laughs> um, Let's see uh, what else is going on. There is a Logan acknowledged D's nuts sign. It's pretty good. In reference to Logan Paul, he should acknowledge D's nuts. Uh, let's see what else is going on in the Saudi Arabia crowd. There's a huge ass stadium here. Um, there's some guy wanting me to listen to their podcast, but that's probably not going to happen because I already have a podcast. Uh, Saudi either loves or hates Roman. I see that sign. The guy printed it on an eight by 10 piece of printing paper. So can't tell what that is. Uh, I'm going to let you keep on going. I stopped. Usos, being like a while ago. Usos got a lot of titles <laughs> out here looking like the WWFTR. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm done. Today. <laughs> I'm running out stuff to say. You're good. My friend. I just All right, these guys, these motherfuckers are trying to get me to invest in DraftKings and buy uh, replica belts because nothing says you're a badass like buying a WWE replica belt. You you earned that title <laughs> by buying it. Hey, let me know. You, I'm once again ahead of you. When you get to the Stars logo, like when it says Stars, get the app. Uh, tell me when you're there. You have a couple commercials ahead of you. I guess because I'm maybe because I'm running this in 4K, it's like rendering slower than yours. Maybe I can switch it down or something because I have You're no good. idea. I don't know. Mine, mine's had problems pixelating this whole entire time. But yeah, mine, you're going to see you're going to see like so. this old English with powdered wigs show. And then it's going to say stars. Get the app. It's like, hello, I have a gun, mate. OK. Hey, governor. How you doing? Can I get a shilling? Why is this random child running around? Is this a murder story? Nintendo 64. <laughs> Sorry, that's not what this is about. But yeah, I was gonna say there was an N64, Brad. <laughs> no, it's, it's a bunch of kids with Duracell batteries, like opening Christmas presents, and they would look super hyped. But it immediately makes me think of that one kid. It's like Nintendo 64. <laughs> okay, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, about to get in the Christmas spirit. I love it. But are you going to October Nintendo 64 at least once a day? <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Herschel Walker right. threatened to kill everyone. <laughs> no, it's always a thing. Yeah, you you have to be near the uh, ad, unless they gave us both different fucking ads. They gave us both different ads, and they're gonna live clip me in like a few seconds behind you because why not? We're on the cock. <laughs> I guess I gotta get back to the main program. Yeah, when's that wrestling game coming out, by the way? All right, let me know when Bailey's coming out. That's what I fast forward to. And she's like a quarter down the ramp. Well, uh, are AEW's uh, video, uh, wrestling in? Okay, I'm I'm with you. I'm on the Bailey. All right, she about a quarter down the ramp. She looked very sad right now. She's in like a she kind of face? the worst outfit I've ever seen. She looks like she's absolutely miserable being here. So yeah, she's about halfway down the ramp. Yeah, that's a really fake ass smile. Bailey's like, you know how shitty the travel is to Saudi Arabia and also I have to wear this gimmick? (laughs) Cue my my, uh, tyrant, like Jim Cornette would say. uh, Ding dong, hello. (laughs) This is a big ass fucking arena, though. (laughs) Like, honestly, this is huge, dude. Not as big as like Jerry's World in Dallas, but pretty fucking big. Well, it's like with Saudi Arabia and some other parts of the Middle East, some of their architecture is amazing, incredible, like what futuristic with some of the buildings. But uh, I don't really have purpose to go to a place just to see architecture, <laughs> uh, especially if I look like how I look. Just a little scared, gonna be honest. Really, another person out here wrestling with a nose ring in. Got a lot of faith in Bianca's hair not getting caught in that some bitch. I forgot to say, man, Braun Strowman's nose was bleeding from his fucking piercing, so it definitely got ripped on something. Yeah, so. idiot. <laughs> you could do that if you're wrestling AJ Styles. Like maybe put put a plug in it, like one of those rubber plugs in for that. God, this has been the most chill podcast we've done, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully people like it. We will see. (laughs) Yes. We'll try to get this out as early as possible. So, you know, if you want to listen back to our opinion on this. Well, it doesn't matter. No Uh, one watches Crown Jewel anyway. So it'll be like they're watching it for the first time. Yeah. And they're still getting a great (laughs) amount of content from me and you. There is a giant lip with a uh, braid in the sky. It kind of looks like that alien (laughs) that spits out of the chest. The face hugger? Or no, yeah. no, no, not the face hugger. The uh, chest burster. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it doesn't now that they zoomed away, but when they were showing it from the in-ring camera, it definitely looked like the face hugger from Alien. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. Bianca. I mean, out these here ladies just, have great, great matches. Bianca just out here getting Macho Man's coat from like circa 1983 or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go Bailey. I believe in you. If Bailey wins, what direction do they go? So, uh, Becky comes back. 
and, and she she healed up. If she's healed up or Charlotte, this is a good place to put it if Bailey is the winner. But if Bianca does, I kind of want them to go into ba- or her versus uh, Rhea Ripley, like I said. Yeah, that's their I mean, best that's friends. A good, that's a good direction too. Uh, Rhea versus Bianca would be great. And I would or, put, it, I would put Rhea over. Yeah, um, me too. She's on fire. Bailey, right now. I don't know. It's like who's she? Who's an older opponent? I mean, there's the boss. Uh, if that were to happen, there's a uh, uh, cross Nikki, right? Being crazy, yep. joining potentially joining uh the fiends group i'm i'm surprised the fiend hasn't made an actual appearance here because well, he's been in saudi before he had that shitty match with goldberg remember it's not that crazy to think that he well, would show up last night i thought he was advertised so i'm wondering i'm like is the fiend gonna show up and confront roman after he beats logan paul or or bray wyatt or whatever <laughs> he shows up Logan Paul wins and immediately gets hit with a giant hammer by the fiend. That's that's how I would book this. God, if Logan Paul wins, people are gonna fucking just right. not be happy. Yeah, it's a nice. I thing mean, Ro- Romans, Romans, Kevin Nash, cool fucking rock. You know, he he just got too much going for him right now. I'll just say that. Bailey and Bianca out here just being like, "Hey, women's wrestling. Look, you can be good at things." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both are incredible. They have great Jesus. chemistry. Like I watched that. Like if you compare this to the Marina Shafir Jade Cargill match, just off ten seconds, you're like, holy shit! This is a huge difference. That's right. Bailey got a stick now. About to whip that ass. Bianca's like, bet I got hair. She's going to catch this stick in her hair, isn't she? Is this a no DQ match? What the hell's going on? Why is the ref just okay with all of this? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, it didn't matter, I guess. But like, well, also, I'm just saying it's I'm a dumb baby it. face thing. It'd be like you get hit with one kendo shot. You win the match. <laughs> like, I would just take the kendo shot. <laughs> It's not like it's going to knock you out. It's a piece of bamboo. <laughs> Just take that and win the match. I'm sure they, they someone overthought this spot like way too hard if this is not a no DQ match. Because like as soon as Bailey hits her with something, she, she can't win the title. <laughs> Damn. Nip up. Getting in the match. That's why there's a little bit of quietness. Yeah, this is a really good match. This is easily the best thing on the show so far, which I would expect no less from these two females. They're fucking great. Yep. It's been a good pay-per-view so far, though. It really has, man. It's, been, it's better than the last AEW pay-per-view. I said it. Oh, little uh, shooting back to their ladder match, which was brutal. <laughs> God, that match fucking... I have no idea how Bailey took that damn spot. 
fucking <laughs> with the fucking yeah. ladder in hand and then slammed on it fucking Mishinoku driver style. Also, one of the best wrestling spots I ever seen by Bianca moving, like checking her spacing and moving like three feet. She's like, I'm not trying to kill this lady. Was so good, so pro. She's like, all right, I need to move over three feet. <laughs> so good. That match was awesome. It really was great match. That might be my top five matches this year. Honestly, it was a really good patch. We're going to have to start thinking about that. Uh, January is coming very soon. I know. It's crazy. It's getting in season. I'm going to be 37 by the end of this fucking month. Ugh. That happens to all of us. We get older? (laughs) Yeah. Well, technically, you're going to be like 37 and three quarters because like you were in the womb at one point for nine months. That's a good point. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I guess this is an extreme rules. You check it out. I, I don't remember them actually saying that that was the thing, but if it, the ref does not seem concerned about Bailey out here trying to fuck people up with chairs. So I'm assuming it's, a Oh, rules it's the last one. It's a last woman standing match. Okay. See, unfortunately, this is how less invested I've been with the whole damage control versus Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. I, I don't even remember the stipulation. I'm just bad because I like watch a lot of the stuff without commentary. So unless they specifically say it's going to be that. Oops, some some tables. I am the table. I am the Eggman. <laughs> yeah, you are. I am the Walrus. Wouldn't it be great if Paul Heyman came out to that one time in his career? I, Paul Heyman comes out to I am the Walrus. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Who the fuck did this on? Who the <laughs> fuck did that? Sammy Zane's just smiling. Jim Cornette just snuck <laughs> in the back and switched out it. Fuck you. And ran off. Fuck you. That's On the way out, bitch. just slapped Bruce Pritchard in the face. <laughs> Love Bruce, but he... I can't remember all the jokes that he always makes about him lying. Jim, it somehow yeah. convinced the Pope to sell a condom to him. Yeah, Jim Jim Cornette at some point. I don't even know what to believe anymore. It's like he's such a gimmick. I mean, I believe in it like that he really hates wrestling, basically. This is a man that should just stop watching wrestling at this point. Yeah. He pretty much hates everything. He's exactly who we yell about on Twitter that hate everything. Just stop watching it. No one's making you do this. Part of his gimmick, man. Yeah, Bailey's full of I, shit. I have really been liking the um, Dutch Mantel podcast with uh, God. I can't think of the guy's name now, but he's done like a bazillion interviews. British guy. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I like. Have you listened to Kevin Nash? He does it with the uh, guy that used to do the um, all the wrestling the interviews you, back the in the you, day. The you shoot interviews. Yeah, that guy. 
and they're hilarious together. And most of the time, it's like, so how high were you? And he's like, dude, oh, I, I was really? pretty, I was pretty fucking high, man. They're just talking yeah, Kevin, shit about things. Kevin Nash is so high, he was like, uh. I thought what CM Punk did made sense. And then, like, right after, he's like, but, like, also, fuck CM Punk. You think you're old. Try being 58 and being ran down by CM Punk. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, oh, I don't know. The Nash podcast has been really fun. I like the Dutch Mantel one. I mean, I still enjoy Jim Cornette, but I, at some point, you're just like, it, this is all a gimmick. There is no – if you hate wrestling as much as this man says he hates wrestling, just stop watching it. You could still do a pod, he could do a podcast just reviewing old shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people would listen to that. That's what all his fans want anyways. Like what is the purpose of a lot of his fans want to hear that as well. They want to hear Jim's <laughs> thoughts about certain things in wrestling. And hey, he puts over what he likes and to what he doesn't like, he fucking just I mean, it, that's that's the reason why I'm glad that he has Brian last. Because it seems like, okay, Bailey's about to kill fucking Bianca with the stairs. Um, it seems like he can kind of ground him or, you know, Brian Last basically will admit that he likes Kenny Omega within words and then try to, like, put it over to him. And it's like, ah, just as soon as it get back to Cornette. Like, recently they were doing a draft of who Jim, in his opinion, if they had the whole entire fucking roster of AEW, who he'd keep and who he'd get rid of. And, like, some stuff was surprising. He would keep John Moxley. He would keep this person, this person. But, you know, Brian Lash, like, he puts on good matches. The audience likes him. He has a lot of credibility. You know, what would you do with Kenny? And it was, like, immediately just fucking anger and aggression and, like, talking about fighting a sex doll and, oh, Jesus Christ. It's it's always that. Why is Bailey always setting up like intricate traps in these kind of matches? <laughs> I guess it's her thing, man. Now she's like, playing whack-a-mole with fucking. <laughs> yeah, like, but you know what I mean, like, because this is fuck. Like her and Sasha had a match where she was trying to set up something super intricate like this, like a. a she trap. was trying to do a table uh, in between. <laughs> with yeah, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I think she's overthinking wrestling <laughs> sometimes. She's really good, but like this kind of shit. Like Bianca, all you gotta do is c- crawl under the ring to the other side and pop out. <laughs> How are you so stuck? <laughs> well, maybe she doesn't want to get near uh, creepy hornswoggle. Well, the chills underneath there. Hornswoggle is under there. What's his gimmick on uh, the Major Wrestling Figures podcast? Is it just swoggle or swags? I can't remember. <laughs> He's just under there with the uh, wrestling action figures. What was that supposed to be? I couldn't tell because there was a bazillion fucking camera cuts for no reason. That was a cool sidewalk slam, though. Is Funaki here doing uh, commentary? We didn't get, like, all of the commentary team. We normally <laughs> get, like, the shot of, like, everyone that's doing commentary for all the different regions. All right, Bailey's like, I'm out. <laughs> Can't beat me if I'm way up here. Smart. Dana, are you still there? Or your shit die. <laughs> He's gone. 
All right, no, I'm, I'm just, just I'm, 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 I'm just chilling. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I'm trying to find something else to talk about once uh, we get a pause break. But this has been good. I've been kind of like trying to do stuff and then looking up and watching the good match at the same time. Did you uh, did you see or hear the like Nick Halsman came on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio with Brian and uh, Dave? No, I heard him on Conan, which was a very interesting interview with him and uh, Disco, just talking about what the fuck happened. But he uh, kept calling was... he kept calling Ace Dill's wife the wrong name, and Dave kept trying to correct him. And then after like the seventh time, Dave's like, "Okay, I'm not correcting him. This guy's making himself sound like an idiot." It was pretty funny. <laughs> he kept know, calling like, her her name's like Lucy, but he kept calling her Judy for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was just a weird. It was like a very weird like because it was just basically Dave was like, "Okay, let's get other." wrestling journalists together on my podcast so people don't think I'm crazy when I'm reporting this stuff because he's been getting called out kind of for no reason recently. Uh, so he's like, okay, well, if me and Nick Hausman basically have the same opinion of what's going on with the CM Punk thing and we're on the show talking about it together, uh, then no one can really say, say anything. What, did she just put her in a fucking road case? What? Dude. Hold on. <laughs> Lock it. <laughs> Get up, Bailey. Lock that thing. <laughs> she can't get out. This shit's ridiculous. <laughs> that was amazing, though. How did Bianca even fit in that thing? <laughs> gonna crash out of that shit. But yeah, it was basically that. And like every once in a while, Alvarez would chime in. And it's like, man, why is Brian Alvarez not the wrestling radio guy? Honestly. He just doesn't want to do all the note taking and watch like seventy thousand hours of wrestling a week like Dave Meltzer because he's he's way better <laughs> at like actually reporting what's happening than Meltzer at this point. All right, got her in the crippler crossface. Only thing that can defeat this is a bowflex. Balance. I just I just fucking put that together. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, is it over? Did she beat her? What the hell happened? Oh. Well that was dumb. Why would you release it? Just keep her in that forever. Till her neck snaps. Submissions in last man standing matches are always weird like that. Where's Bailey? Is she on the ceiling? Where did she go? <laughs> oh, she's got a golf cart. <laughs> what? What went from being a really good match just got really, really dumb. <laughs> oh, no. That was like the slowest golf cart approach of running someone over ever. <laughs> Why would you release a crippler crossface to go get a golf cart? the fuck that was just awful golf cart use usually i get worried for someone's life from the last couple spots we've seen with a golf cart <laughs> worse sammy Guevara almost died that one time bounce off it like a motherfucker 
Also, the great Kenny Omega spot where he's like, I'll get you doing the Inspector Gadget thing on the golf cart. All right, well, I don't know if I'd be fighting on top of this golf cart. It does not look that sturdy. This thing's going to flip over. They're both going to tear their ACLs. It's going to be bad. Oh, she's going to drive it off. She doesn't know how it works, though. <laughs> oh, it's going to be cool if she slings Hopefully her into the ring. That'll be a cool spot. Is Bailey really going to do that? Oh, she's going way faster than Bailey expected. <laughs> she had to slow down. I think the idea there was that she was going to, like, launch off into the table. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Bailey is the table. <laughs> I am the table. That table did not break. It is creased in the middle, too, so you can tell they put work on it. But she just completely slid over top of that. Probably from all this dumbass shit she has to wear because she's in Saudi. Bianca's like, don't worry, I'm going to yeet you through this with a power bomb. No big deal. <laughs> I do appreciate I, I do appreciate that they didn't like sell any of the fuck-ups that just happened. They were just like, no, nope, Matt's still going. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. This is one of those matches, Dane, that like uh, they tried to do too much and they actually didn't need it because they're both really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, agree with you, man. I'm feeling <laughs> the same way about this. Just put a little bit too much into it. Oh, now we're going to get a bunch of chairs. We're going to have like people getting slammed or boss slammed on them. One of my favorite spots of this match, though, was Bianca yeeted this chair like she was Sabu <laughs> earlier. I always Smash love a good, them. like, chair throw. <laughs> Something about just throwing a chair at someone. Basically, A still is my spirit animal. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> is oh, FTR ever going to get a title shot? <laughs> what are we doing, no. AEW? <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna join <laughs> they're gonna join Jeff Jarrett. Did Bianca just try for a four fifty? That looked gnarly. Oh <laughs> Did you just see it? <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. I mean she hit it, but she was like kinda I mean she went far over on purpose to miss Bailey completely. It looks like, like she, she smacked her mouth and her chin off the side of one of those chairs. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like she went over like safe, like as far as safe going for the other person. She went over like she went completely. There was no way she was hitting Bailey on that, but that looked kind of rough on the landing there. Bailey's like, "Fuck out of here! I gotta set up this ladder. I work at Home Depot. <laughs> I work at Home Depot. 
I know what to do with these. I have all the answers when it comes to this shit. If I was Bailey, when I get, if I get, whenever I get to the top of this ladder, I would definitely do the Jeff Hardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, it's Bailey, so she's got to set up another trap somehow. She's like, all right, I'll put your hair in this chair. I'll put your leg in this chair. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you remember when Raven was doing the drop toehold in WCW to the chair? It was and awesome. taking people's, people's eyes out? Like, and then, like, I can't remember if it was Buff Bagwell or Scotty Riggs. Oh, that was fucked up. Bailey, I hope your leg's okay. The ref also hoped her Me leg was too. okay. Me too. Oh. Tonight, there's going to be a mousetrap. <laughs> Somewhere in Tonight, Saudi Arabia. Tonight, there's going to be a mousetrap. That's hilarious. <laughs> Like, whatever happened to just whipping someone's ass until they couldn't get up? Why do we need all this? Like, did you actually win if you have to, like, trap them so they can't get up? That's not, this is not the John Cena way. <laughs> like, Bailey's still awake. Like, she didn't really, she's still there. Like, it's not like she's actually, I thought the whole point of a last person standing match is, like, you got your ass whipped so hard that you could not stand back up. Not that you got trapped under a thing. It's lame. Hate it. Good match though. I just it's WWE. I just kind of hate that. Ending. As a, yeah. God damn. I hope I hope she's okay off that chair spot. That was suspect. All right, well, we got two more things. We got the match and then maybe a Bray Wyatt. We're down to the end. Too bad they don't have that royal seating they used to have. It'd be really funny if Bray Wyatt just showed up sitting in one of those chairs. <laughs> you remember what I'm talking about from the first crown? Yeah. Row? They have the big throne seating randomly. Yeah, yeah, and he, then he gets shot by the security <laughs> of the prince. Oh, Lord. Well, he's Bray Wyatt. I'll just come back to life and be like, hey, hey man. Stop your deal, man. I'm going to come back, man. Lesnar's like, I was not there for the shooting. <laughs> Got on my private jet right after my first match. Was out. <laughs> Lesnar's already at home <laughs> by the end of this event. All right. <sighs> Well, while our uh, our nice little commercial break uh, happens, so throughout, I think I told you this on one of the shows, throughout the month of October, um, I had Shudder, because it was six bucks for a free month, and they did the top 101 scariest movie moments, where they had, I don't know how many episodes building up till, but it was a lot of people within the industry, like Tom Savini and... Um, different directors from horror movies, a lot of different people that you would know, actors and whatnot, and people from Shudder, different icons within horror. A lot of fans were able to vote on this. And I had a lot of fun. I was wondering if you wanted to um, hear the top 20 so we so can I, discuss. I, 
so I watched the first two episodes of that and then like really started disagreeing with some of their choices. So quit watching it. So yes, I am excited to hear the top 20 of this because I did not finish it. Um, they had Candyman like rated way too high on that list. The parking garage scene specifically, it was like in the seventies and I was like, I got of here. <laughs> yeah. They had a lot of movies to go over. Certain certain films I just always disagree with. I've never been a big fan of uh, the Blair Witch Project. I know some people love that, but I feel like it's always rated way higher than it needs to be. Um, I hate there's a lot of ones. Found, but found footage horror just doesn't do it for me in general. Um, but I mean, that's you know, Uh-oh. it's not. <laughs> it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a it's an opinion, right? So. Yeah, it's just a genre that outside of like, I don't know, record the original version of Quarantine from over in um, it's and it was the way they did it, the the concept of being at a fucking stuck at a firehouse or a uh, what the hell, a fire station, zombie outbreak happens while they're just doing like a editorial piece for the news about the fire department and then craziness happens within the place and it it depends on the movie. Or uh, the one about the siblings going to visit their grandparents that uh, Anand Shyamalan made, and they find out that they're not actually their grandparents, and they killed them and put them in the basement. The Visit. The Visit. But I didn't like Blair Witch Project. I didn't really like any of the paranormal activities too much, and they're still rated very high. I do have a very funny story about the first paranormal activity. I went with – I was working in New Jersey at the time, and this guy named Anil I was training – um, shout out Anil if you listen to this and uh, he's like alright let's go see a movie so we went to see the new Paranormal Activity and he was like I can't deal with this he was either Paranormal Activity 1 or 2 I can't remember and he's like this is too fucking scary for me and like legitimately left and watched uh, the Michael Jackson <laughs> film which was oh, out at God. the same time <laughs> he was like I snuck into the other theater I couldn't do it <laughs> he needs like, something uplifting scary. like Michael Jackson dude when I saw it with a bunch of people and it was getting those like uh, banned in certain cities or a lot of theaters weren't using it until people like wanted it and clamored for it. All the girls and most of the guys in my group were terrified. And I was like, that was a pretty good scary movie, but it didn't really blow me away. But let's, uh, let's go to the top 20 as we wait for Mr. Um, Bray Wyatt to make his announcement. Might have turned this up a little bit to hear what he says. Yes. Hey man. All right. So 20. Oh, actually, it's that the record movie I was saying, the ending scene where they're in the dark and there's that freakish grandmother zombie in the same place and the cameraman gets killed. It's on night vision. 19 was Carrie, the prom scene, obviously, and then her popping out of the grave at the end. The Omen, the capitation by glass and all the, the kills building scene. up to that, that last one. badass one. Is Carrie the the Carrie prom scene is kind of weird to me being on the list because it's not really that it's scary to me because Carrie's getting bullied the entire movie. Yeah, I guess it's more for first viewers that like I am used to. I knew what happened in that movie before I even saw it, so I didn't get the same effect. I don't think. Uh, and obviously for modern times, like the 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 Chloe Grace Mortez one's not as good. It it, it was fine, but. They were able to do a lot with the concept that they couldn't do 
in that original one. So it doesn't really look as, uh, I don't know, as traumatizing, if you will. But Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess the thing is, is like, Carrie murdering everyone at the prom was not scary to me. In fact, it was just well-deserved because you guys were a bunch of assholes. I'd say even as a child, that's how I was like, well, you were mean to her. <laughs> Maybe I watched too much wrestling, I guess, going into that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I do agree. She was a baby face throughout the whole thing, but the ruthlessness and then her mom trying to kill her. And then they have that scene where the girl's having nightmares, but she has no clue she's dreaming and Carrie's arm grabs her. That was the first time that happened before Jason did it, before a lot of I, – I get why those are – considered what they are but then again i'm mad because of how far down they put uh rosemary's baby and to me that that yeah see see they shouldn't call it like scariest they should be like 101 classic horror scenes moments yeah moments instead of like scariest moments because like the carry thing is not i mean it's iconic but i wouldn't call it necessarily scary um so that's kind of like how i figure it even though they say scariest it's kind of like how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is really the American Music Hall of Fame, but they just call it the Rock and Roll because they have rap artists and R&B artists in it and shit. All right. Let's uh, take a pause and uh, listen to this, whatever this is going to be. Hey, man, they tried to sign me to AEW, but they wouldn't pay me enough money, man. Oh, sorry. That's not what you're saying. It just all of these things seem like he's about to go on a mental breakdown, which it's funny because I think people want to cheer him. Oh, wow. Bringing up his family lineage for the first time. Yeah. Isn't his brother cleared? Are they going to do something with that? I don't know. I mean, Mr. Howdy looks like Jim Cornette said it looks like they took Barry Windham's face. Off his fucking face and Leatherface style, put it on Bray Wyatt's. Uncle Howdy. I don't know if that's a reference to his uncle. <laughs> I have no idea. I just know that Bo Dallas is cleared and supposed to be re-signed yeah. or whatever. So I keep waiting for him to pop back up. Then I can believe again in wrestling. He's really over here in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that that crowd really connects with those mystical characters for whatever reason, probably because a lot of the culture is so against that kind of stuff. Uh, so, like, if you remember, they paid like a fuck ton of money for Undertaker to come back out and do those matches in Saudi. That was like part of the contract agreement was getting specific wrestlers and Undertaker was one of them. Yep. Which I, I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm just saying, like, yeah, like his. Like, if the Undertaker's character works that well there, you would assume that Bray's character would also have kind of the same effect. No, I get what you're saying. I guess I'm trying to find out what. It's so hard to fucking figure out what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, he's like Raven, but shittier. <laughs> I've been saying this for years, Dan. <laughs> 
or he's on an island. Why is there a giant snowflake underneath him in the ring? What is this lighting situation happening? Wow, a million Saudi Arabians saying we love you to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray's over as fuck, man. If he could just have a good match without Daniel Bryan being there, I'll you know, give him his props. <laughs> hey, Omos got himself up for a power slam, so anything could happen. <laughs> Kevin or, or Kevin Darnett, if anything is possible. Yeah. I mean, I just saw Omos go up really light for Bobby Lashley, so maybe whoever's training him can also help out Bray Wyatt. <laughs> No, your name is is Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> you got like a really great fucking wrestle. Like what happened? Yeah, Oh Dallas dude, is like really so good. Awesome. Ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? Did you get like the? He got the black sheep gene, and he was like, I can just promo as the black sheep, and that's forever gonna be me. You could just learn to like be better in the ring. Hang out with Randy Orton. Y'all kind of have the same thing, <laughs> wrestling wise. Oh, also, there is a sign in the crowd that says, we miss you, Randy, which I appreciated because I also miss Randy Orton at this point, which I never thought I would say. All right. Who's yeah, this guy? I'm, I miss. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, shit. New Uncle Howdy. video. Like, what is Uncle Howdy? <laughs> it's a new Rob Zombie, new tool gimmick right here on the screen. If Rob Zombie comes out, I'll be like, okay, this makes sense, you know? <laughs> My dog, my dog. I really would love to see Bray. (laughs) I would love Bray and Rob Zombie to make a fucking weird ass, scary, satanic cult horror movie together. Have Tom Savini help them out. (laughs) Yeah, if Savini helped them out, maybe. But I'm good with not seeing another Rob Zombie film for a while. God damn, he fucked himself up with those Halloween remakes. He (laughs) He did. And also that that monsters was pretty fucking. The monsters was pretty bad. And the last movie he actually made that I liked was that Lucha. He did like an animated Lucha Libre movie. I like that. Okay. So I guess I don't. Bray Wyatt's going to fight himself. Uh, It's Raven. That's the actual. (laughs) (laughs) If Raven's Uncle Howdy, that actually gets me a little more intrigued, man. Except for when they start promoing against each other. <laughs> Jesus. Sandman All will right. have to show up drinking six beers for that to make any sense. <laughs> so the Shudder 101 scariest moments of all time. We're at 18. I said the decapitation by glass, and they also showed the other deaths leading up to that. The hanging and the priest who gets the fucking giant pole through him. But yeah, that scene... Tom Savini was explaining, he was like, we had to do it so that once the fake head got hit at a certain time with the glass, the body would fall flat, but we had some wires to make it keep on spinning. And it's like, I don't know how the fuck you guys figure this type of shit out. Like Greg Nicotero, who's been on a bunch of shit, also The Walking Dead was on it. Pretty good special. I'm sure you can vouch for me from what you saw. Yeah, that was the cool part of like some of that is getting some of the special effects people in there, and that's kind of why I was watching with my wife. Um, 
because they had like Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero and really talented people within that industry um, talking about it. But uh, my favorite seed, and I would have this ranked higher, is the like the 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 hanging scene from the Omen is almost more jarring and shocking and scarier than anything. I love you, Damien. <laughs> Yeah, because it's at a fucking child party. It's the first thing that happens that's like, whoa, where the fuck are they going with this? Yeah. Like, to me, that was scarier than anything else that happened in the movie because you just, like, brain-controlled her to kill herself for it. Also, fuck, fuck sci-fi. They should have they should have kept that Omen show going. That thing was pretty good. The, yeah, uh, I heard actual was, uh, TV good show. things of it. I did hear good things about it. Um, here's another one that I agree with because I love this movie. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, where they find the little girl and she's eating her mother. And then also the ending scene in general, which is so depressing about the hero being in the window and just getting shot in the fucking head by someone who thinks he's a zombie. And the fact that our hero was African-American as well. So um, one of the most iconic horror films and uh, a good look at the world in general during that time period of where you think, I mean, it is a social statement of like the African Americans, the hero of that movie, and just immediately gets killed because he's a zombie. Um, it's a great fucking movie. It's brilliant. I fucking love Night of the Living Dead, especially like um, the Elvira. Like, if you can find that version where Elvira also does commentary between it, uh, each scene is fucking great. Love it. And it is a very shocking ass scene uh, walking down, and and it's done really well. It's in black and white has a low budget but it just looks fucking phenomenal that one i had no problem with that i would maybe even have that a little higher on the list well you're gonna i don't know how you're gonna feel about this next one i understand and see where they're coming from because the specific scene i knew about before i ever saw the movie which was recently of it being the the like what's what would people say they like the most earned um jump scare in a movie and that's the exorcist three with the uh, nurse at the hospital in the hallway with the two police officers and her checking on people and like, you know, something's going to happen. And then the police officers leave and they're like, okay, something crazy is going to happen. And then one comes back in you're like, okay, never mind. And then he leaves again. And then she goes into one room and leaves it. And right behind her, the fucking killer comes up with the, uh, the fucking clippers and just cuts off her head real quickly. It's very, out of nowhere, it's creepy as shit. But I knew that I know that you weren't as big of a fan of that movie. It's it's just so slow. I need to go back and rewatch it. Um, some of the kills are some of the parts at the end. Like they have a part where a lady's just crawling on the fucking ceiling, like a hereditary style. Right. But yeah, so like I like because I didn't even know that Exorcist three existed until the Dahmer thing. I was like, the fuck, there's a fucking Exorcist three. <laughs> Like it's just one Most people only never... know about two. Yeah, yeah, because two is so terrible that like, exactly. why the hell would you continue this? Um, so I, I just need to go in and watch it with a different mindset because I got bored as fuck within like the first forty-five minutes of that. They're like eating at a goddamn cafeteria and like a diner hall and shit. There wasn't enough. Like, I need to go back in with a fresh perspective. It's one of those. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, it, it will live up to the kill scenes in here, but I can't really speak on that one because I haven't seen it. All right. Seen it We're in gonna... the right mindset, I will say. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but uh, that scene, I, I ruined it for you, but it's a really good scene. 
It's still going to get because you just don't know when the fuck something's going to happen. Is anything going to happen? They, the, the director was the writer of the two books, Exorcist and Legion, and they did not do what he wanted to do. And he decided to say fuck it and directed it himself. So he had no experience and still sets up some really amazing shots that don't keep it on par because it's fucking um, – oh, I forgot the director of The Exorcist. Uh, God, I'm blanking right now. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you know I'm terrible at like movie things in general with names and who is who. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, William Freakin, uh, who also did Cruise in and a bunch of other great movies in the '80s. All right, so the next one is one of my favorite scenes, and as far as just fucked up, the highway scene uh, in Final Destination Two at the beginning of it. Is that think... the uh, the log flying out of the car? Yeah, the reason why the no one, a, a part of our generation, wants to ever be behind a log truck on the highway. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it's a, I mean, when the one log goes scene. through the fucking police car and takes out, and goes all the way through the back of it, and you still see his head explode. Greg Nicotaro worked on that, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, uh, those, I mean, those movies are fucking terrible, but uh, there are some great kills that definitely will you think about later on, you're like, Oh no, what if I was on a roller coaster? You're <laughs> like, kind of, Oh, <laughs> oh no, God, this log, this one. log truck. It, like there's a lot of things that you could pull from those films. Cause like scary is like, it carries over with you. Right. Like for me, it's um, anytime I'm in a hotel room with a long hallway, which used to happen all the time when I was traveling for work, like it's just kind of unnerving. Yeah. Uh, classic scene, the girl getting eaten at the beginning of jaws, and they also talked about, obviously, the scene where the kid gets eaten and then the shark merging. And we're going to need a bigger boat. So Jaws is at 14. Yeah, I, I mean, Jaws popping out of the water and biting the ass into that boat would be like in my top five. But, but what? Um, Scream Drew Barrymore on the phone at the beginning and just the whole like thinking Drew Barrymore is going to be the main star and her getting brutally murdered in the first like 20 minutes. Arguably one of the best openings to a horror movie, I would say. Definitely one of the best openings. Once again, it's one of those things where it's a classic horror scene, not necessarily the scariest uh, yeah. horror scene. Yep, I agree. Uh, 12, Halloween. Uh, Michael not dying at the end. First almost getting Lori in the closet and their struggle and fight and then her stabbing him in the neck and then... Loomis shooting him like four times, falling out the window, and then when he comes back, Michael's gone. To me, the most iconic scene is uh, him stepping behind, like behind the sheet in that movie. I think that's like one of the creepiest fucking things in that entire film. But uh, yeah, great scene. Loomis is like, yeah. I would actually say some of the scarier parts is just Loomis talking about Michael. It was like he has the, the darkest eyes. eyes. Yeah, like that that shit is like it's was it Michael McDowell that plays Loomis in that movie? And the newer ones, it was um fucking God damn it, I can't remember the actor his name is right now. But a famous actor from yesteryear in, in Britain. Um Yeah, he's I mean he's so fucking like Loomis is what makes Myers so scary, is that he's like conv- he's like telling everyone, he's like, look. <laughs> Hell has came to your little fucking town. <laughs> like you don't understand. <laughs> um, Dave Donald Pleasance. 
Donald Pleasant. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And McDowell yeah, played him in the, uh, the the Rob Zombie the, ones. The, the Rob Zombie ones. We, he, who was also good, even though I don't like those movies. I thought he was also. He got his head fucking bashed in the first fucking movie, but yeah, like, okay, let's kill. Fuck, goddamn it, Rob Zombie. I want to get into it. Eleven. Alien. Rob Zombie does for Halloween. Chest bursting scene, and then later on, when the alien pops out at uh, Dude Buddy, um, underneath and kills him with the uh, tongue. I'm surprised Chestburster wasn't up higher. There's a lot of good moments in Alien that could have been on this list, though. It's it's just such a suspenseful film that kind of everything is scary in it. Have you ever played the uh, Alien video game for, like, Xbox uh, One? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, like, p- even playing that game is just so terrifying because the Alien will fuck you, <laughs> like, so easily. Um yeah, it's just such a suspenseful film. Great acting all throughout. You could pick multiple scenes from that movie. It definitely deserves to be in the twenty, the top 20. All right, number 10, we're at uh, Ringu, the ending scene with the girl coming out of the television, which when it comes to the Ring and Ringu, I like them both, but I actually like the American version better, where the grudge, I've always liked the Japanese version better than the American version. But, I mean, it's it's a... That scene fucked me up when I first saw it on the ring, so um, I don't think we were we're used to it now, but that was like one of the first things where like a fucking monster would move weird and come out of the screen, and they what they did was they did a lot of those shots in backwards and reverse, and then you know very intelligent filmmaking this makes stuff look creepy. Yeah, it's just no, it's never something that got my goat, I guess. With any of the PG-13 Japanese horror movies, I actually think it was like a step backwards for horror film. But I, I know a lot of people love it, so uh, it would not that, – that probably wouldn't even make my top 50, honestly. But uh, it, that's like an opinion thing, right? Like like if you're talking about scariest moments, like that didn't scare me. So it's – tis what it is. Yeah, it, it really should have just been best movie moments or horror movie moments um, instead. I think that's a better way of yeah, because I mean, that scene is very important and scared the shit out of a lot of people. But like it's like it's like having like hundred funniest iconic, jokes, right? yeah, iconic <laughs> movie moments. All right, um, see if we can get a couple more of these before it starts. Number nine. I don't even know if you've seen this. I love this horror movie. One of my favorite zombie movies, Train to Busan, and just the ending chase with the zombies piling on top of each other. Um, when they're coming to get them. Uh, have you ever seen Train to Busan? I highly recommend it. Korean horror movie. I have. Great. I have. It's a great fucking film. And uh, yeah, that that is a little terrifying. Uh, the way they are all... St- the, the last scene specifically. Is that the one they had? Yeah, they, they, it's between all the trains. They're all fucking coming at them. And then they finally get on the one train and he gets bit. And then he makes them go back inside while he thinks about his daughter and her life, it's really sad, heartwarming as hell, and then becomes a zombie himself. And that's pretty much yeah, the end. I'm I'm surprised we haven't gotten like a good American version of that. They did like a didn't they do a TV show that was very similar? Yeah, they yeah. did. Well, they did they did um the other one that was originally I think Japanese. God damn it, I can't remember with Captain America. Um. All right. So we're at Sinister, the lawnmower scene. 
which not like I like Sinister. I don't think it's the best horror movie, but when it comes to actual when it comes to actually scary scenes, that thing fucked me up. And the way that they did it is they didn't even tell Ethan Hawke what he was about to watch. So everything he was watching from that <laughs> home video and the person just starts lawn mowing and just starts going through a lawn and then the person's head and he just goes right the fuck over it. And you don't even see anything and you get great sound effects from this weird black metal band that did all the music for it. And Ethan Hawke's actual expression of jumping off the fucking couch um, might be a little bit high on this list, but I will say it was it, it fucked me up. Um, high on the list, definitely. It's one of those found footage kind of things. It's like, hey, eh. and and the rest of the movie didn't really build to it for me, but it is kind of an iconic scene, so it should be on the list. I don't know if I would have it that fucking. I definitely wouldn't have it in, like top fifteen. So we're getting into the nitty gritty. Some of the best scenes, I think. One I haven't seen. I, I, I'm definitely going to see it in the future because I've always heard good things about it. But seven, The Exorcist. The masturbating scene uh, is one of the most disturbing scenes in general. And the ending exorcist (laughs) and the ending scene where like the, the, both the priests are on the ground, they look up at her on the bed and she's making that weird ass pose and throws what's his name out the fucking window. Just the, I mean, it's the exorcist, the original yeet as kids would say. (laughs) Fucking Exorcist is great. That movie still disturbs me when I go back and try to watch it. I was watching uh, Quantum Leap. They, they they did a exorcism type episode, but it was like the well, I don't want to spoil it. Like for people out there watching, I'm not gonna spoil it. But they definitely are tying it into the Exorcist, um, and I, and it just made me rethink about that movie and how terrifying it was the first time I saw it. I mean, he's just one that like it's just such great. It was at Linda Blair. As the the teenage girl, she's fucking phenomenal in it. Like, could you imagine nowadays if you tried to get like a four or a fourteen, fifteen year old person to be like, "Fuck me!" <laughs> like, Jesus, movie. dude, that is that is a scene that does not. <laughs> it doesn't really hold up to modern audiences. I'd say that much, but yeah. Right. But I mean, we'll it's over. a demon, <laughs> so it's not the you know, it's not the little girl necessarily. There's there's a demon inside of her. That shit would get canceled so fucking hard. <laughs> Let Jesus F you. Oh, man. Jesus. Anyways, we'll go over the last six right after we're done with this match. But let's get rolling with Mr. Roman Reigns going against Logan Paul. Logan Paul out here looking like a member of Striper. Yeah, he's got to get a new look, man. I, he looks like he like the Miz figured out his fucking outfit. I feel like he's about to start singing to hell with the devil. Um, by Striper. <laughs> He's got the full gimmick on. Hopefully, uh, Big Boss Roman's about to whip that ass. Maybe, maybe uh, after he beats this guy's ass, he'll have an actual boxing match and not work it and just beat the shit out of the other Paul brother as well. <laughs> yeah, I thought that the, his brother was going to be in his corner. Is he in his corner? I don't think he is. He didn't come out with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're going to save it. Roman's going to start about to lose, and then out comes the Usos, and then for the save, the other Paul brother would be my guess. 
also i don't give a shit about any of these polls but like you know what good for the business get a lot look at the crowd there's people out here with like logan paul shirts on and shit so yep i miss pat mcafee though part of it nice fisherman carry down at the bottom I mean, he has been getting pretty perfected and worked on from Shawn Michaels, so that's a really good teacher. Definitely helped guys like, I don't know, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, you know, just a couple guys. Velveteen Dream, even though obviously we know what happened after that, but shit, I'm just fucking... Yeah, he Velveteen Dream is one of the reasons where we stopped saying can't miss <laughs> on this show. Yep. Because <laughs> every time we put someone over to that extent, they just fucking get either murdered by WWE or something fucked up happens in their career. Or like we, I kind of think we were like that with uh, Marty, Marty Skrull. Yeah, we were like, dude, bro, this guy's great. Okay, never mind. He's a pedo. <laughs> well, it's legally sixteen. All right, don't start sounding like Jimmy fucking Page. It's not that big of a deal. She was 17, man. Like, come on, it's gross. No, fuck off. Yeah, but you're like 30. You're like 38. <laughs> that's the that's more of the problem, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both of them are in their late 30s messing around with chicks that are fucking 17. But it's legal in Britain. Well, maybe that's a problem for something that you guys have over there. You know, you, Britain likes to fucking get on our nuts and 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 say like we're uncivilized and shit why don't you change your uh your uh let's not get into this conversation <laughs> get your shit together uk it's funny uk is the one that pointed out the jerry lee lewis thing but they're like but two years later it's fine <laughs> like yeah it's uh, uh that i'm gonna be honest with you bet. i didn't really celebrate any of that shit um because it's weird that we forget about that <laughs> as a society. Uh, well, you know. You we have to my focus. nerves and you rattle my brain. That's true. <laughs> it's just it's just funny. Like, I don't know. It, uh, we're watching a show in Saudi Arabia, so <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot could be, could be said if we're just going to start talking about different cultures and how they react to uh, things that are not necessarily okay by today's standards. Well, I mean, technically, he was from over here, just like, you know, um, uh, Woody Allen and um, and Roman Polanski. Oh, Roman Polanski. Oh, I was talking. I was. I was talking about Marty Scroll, but yeah, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, the killer it's, is, dude. It's not it's, like that hasn't been used as an excuse from a British person though in the past. It really has. <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's the South. The South is the South, bro. Like we had to make a law where you couldn't marry your first cousin. Like this is not just a thing that happened down here back in the day. Disclaimer. Hey, please don't (laughs) marry your cousin. (laughs) Right. Like, But I'm sure they Logan have a Paul's look good in this match, man. Like honestly, he has. He's selling his ass off. He's <laughs> a good leapfrog. He's a good athlete, man. Yeah. 
I still hate all of his YouTube stuff, but like if you're going to go in, if you're going to go into something, go into it full board and they both seem like they do that. So like good on them, you know, like I'm still looking like a badass. He's the one. Yeah, that was a crazy leapfrog, by the way. He did like the. Not only did he do a leapfrog, but he basically did the uh, <laughs> the Eddie Van Halen like toe touch from Might as Well Jump, David Lee Roth. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's pretty cool. Paul Heyman. It's always it's always good Stop. when you see someone working with Sean. Even though Sean's not in the ring bumping, he's like, yo, do it like this. <laughs> like before this, they showed him working out with Shawn Michaels. You're like, all right, he's going to be all right. <laughs> we got a spring bless. That was nice, man. He did fucking, yeah. uh, hey man, Paige's move. That was a buckshot lariat. Yeah. God bless Pat, uh. I feel like Pat McAfee has set the standard really high for celebrities coming into WWE. <laughs> We've had some good ones, man. Even Bad Bunny, I'll give him his props. The fact that he was like, no, I'm going to be a luchador, and he worked with Ray, and he put on a really good match using a lot of very hard lucha libre for someone to fucking do. Um, it was impressive. I hope, Hangman like saying, gives, I hope Hangman gives him a shout-out for that buckshot lariat. I mean, CM Punk it. tried to CM Punk tried to do it and almost killed himself. So he's already one step ahead of him. <laughs> when Hangman Page does it, though, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like this guy's yeah. not—he—he's not a pro wrestler. <laughs> Oof. Ooh. So the whole entire thing has been built he up got as Superman punched. He did. <laughs> <coughs> Can That's he stay down because for... of one of these punches? Uh, he went for that phenomenal forearm, got fucked up. <laughs> he got some air in that too. Yeah. Because Roman was on the other side of the fucking mat. But yeah, they've been like... building this up basically that can Logan. First of all, could Roman, does he have to worry about one lucky punch since he's more of a boxer? And then now Roman's like, dude, Superman punch. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so could they end this in a KO with him getting knocked out by a Superman punch or some shit? I love that Roman basically when he was cutting back on that SmackDown was like, <laughs> knock me out. What are you talking about? <laughs> he basically was like. If if you if you knock me out in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. Kind of moment. <laughs> so this has been a really good match, man. Like people are gonna shit on it because it's Logan Paul, but like he's fucking working his ass off. This has been a good fucking match. That's weird because he's basically Roman's more liked, but he's working the heel, and fucking Logan Paul's hated. And he's working the baby face. Dude, NXT's out here signing all of these, like, collegiate athletes, or they were. And, like, Logan Paul's a YouTuber and is more athletic and doing better than they have. And he's only been training for, like, a month. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just put whoever you're trying to train with, whoever trained Logan Paul in this situation. Well, dude. Like, you know, I know we're winning. (laughs) Like... 
I know we're waiting for him to finish up, and I think he's about to come through, but because of Logan Paul and Pat McAfee, um, Gable Stevenson has a lot to prove on being able to like pick up pro wrestling because you're right. I mean, they just get it, and they've only been in there a couple times. It's because they actually like wrestling. See, that's the thing. It's like I think people that actually like pro wrestling are going to be better at it. You just can't go out and sign ever like anyone, right? Like you have no. to actually like it. <laughs> if you don't like it, then you're not going to get like why it's important to sell these facial expressions um, and do these kind of spots. So it's I don't know. WWE has done a really good job of getting celebrities to do this. AEW did a good job with Shaq. Like Shaq was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, I'll do it." <laughs> just only mostly just to fuck on Karl Malone because it's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty funny. <laughs> um, but outside of Shaq, like, who's he did? They had Mike Tyson. He fell asleep at ringside <laughs> watching a match. So, well, he was having a bunch of fun last night. Uh, just Action, watching Bron- that first Action match. Bronson was full sin, but he had a contract where he's like, I'm taking zero bumps. I don't know how the Paul brothers didn't get that contract. <laughs> Bronson, Bronson was like, I'll do it, but I'm taking no bumps. <laughs> He's like, that's how about a three? Sucks. <laughs> how about we have a three-way tag match of brothers? We'll do the Paul brothers, we'll do the Briscoes, and we'll do the Diaz brothers. Sure, fucking. Except for the Diaz brothers, are gonna go rogue and just whip everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah, the, who's taking out a weapon first, uh, Jay Briscoe or fucking uh, Nate Diaz? <laughs> Fucking Jay Briscoe, if he thinks Nate Diaz is fucking around. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jake Paul pulls out an Uzi, and they're like, whoa, whoa! What the fuck is wrong with Who, you, dumb white who's, kid? Who's coming down to the ring? <laughs> it's Bones Jones, and he's got a white outline around his nose. <laughs> oh, God. What's that white powder, Mommy? <laughs> All right, they're slowing it down a little bit. I feel like they're going to be heading to the end of this match soon. So that's been a good match. UFC has been, um, I mean, I know they're doing very well with their pay-per-views and the SPM plus stuff, but God, there's been very few fights I've cared about in UFC recently. Me too. It makes me feel bad. It's not because like they just haven't really built anyone. It doesn't feel as special because they're running fights like every weekend. It's, I don't know. Well, also, who do they have left as far as names? Like, I hate to say that, but I don't know. They were just, they were doing a, such a great job. It's like through the late 2000s when UFC really started getting on, it was kind of like if I could compare it to the Attitude Era. Everyone was known. Everyone was fucking over. They might not have been as over as certain people, but, you know, you wanted to see fucking all the prelims, too. You wanted to know every fucking fighter. And I think that the last two people that had that, the last three, were John Jones, Ronda Rousey, and Conor McGregor. And ever since then, I mean, you, there can't just be a bunch of GSPs. There's got to be some personalities. Um, and I feel like that's what it really is nowadays. I mean, they have a little bit of that, but it's like because the matches happen so often, it's just like, I don't know. There's a reason why there's not like a boxing heavyweight match like every week 
you know. Yeah. That was a hell of a lariat by uh Yeah, Logan. that was. Also just hell of sell by <laughs> by Roman. <laughs> Fucking blockbuster. You remember when people said Roman was not a good wrestler? <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Roman's yeah. great. There's still people he, that don't think he's the biggest, uh, you know, in the industry right now. They're insane. There is absolutely no, <laughs> there's no comparison. I'm like, I'm a huge Okada Mark. I, I love Kenny. I love like John Mox. There is no way that you cannot, if, if, he, if Roman is not your number one on a wrestling list, you're not a wrestling fan right now. As far as like complete overall package, what he's doing for his company, et cetera. He's the biggest draw. He's the biggest storyline. It's it's not even fucking close. There's not even a comparability. Tony Tony Khan kind of fucked himself up on that, but uh, it, it's not even close. Like Roman's gonna be my number one with a bullet on our list this year. Oh yeah, and then I mean I know people could say like, well, what about what about Edge and Orton and Brock and Danielson and well, no, they're from the previous generation. We're talking about right now guys that are top top. I'm sorry, but yeah, over Omega, Okada. Um, I mean, it's hard to throw anyone else at MJF potentially. Um, yeah, MJF was gone for like three months. I'm just talking about this year alone. Yeah, like MJF was gone for three months. And, he, and the, his last match before that, beautiful he got, crossbody. He got he got squashed by fucking Wardlow. So like, where do we? <laughs> Roman's been out here murdering and killing and having good matches with everyone on high level pay-per-views. So it's, uh, he's on an Okada run right now, basically. Yep. He's what Okada is in New Japan. He is for WWE by far. What I think Kenny is supposed to be for AEW. Unless you want to say which, 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 which Kenny was. But he, you know, he had to go out for injury. So this year, like Kenny's just kind of off the table, especially with the suspension happening. So it's it's pretty much it's 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 hard to pick. Jericho's the older, like we said, statesman. So he's more from past. But like two top guys, it's gonna be Moxley and fucking Kenny fighting for that. Oh, Jericho's gonna be in my uh, top five or top ten for sure. When I really sit down and think about that list, because I think he did a hell of a lot for AEW this year. Him and him and John Moxley specifically did a lot of carries during kind oh. of a weird ass time. Dude, uh, uh, did you just see the, him doing the uh, sweet chin music and getting rock bottom? Yeah. Yep. that was awesome. Sorry, I had to had to mention that. This has been a great match. Logan, that was not a good fucking super kick, though. That was awkward as hell. That's all right. Great fucking rock bottom, though. Do you remember when the story of the... Uh, oh, they... It, well, technically, it was a Uranagi or whatever, because he didn't go all the way down with it. But we're splitting hairs <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Fucking Roman yeeted him so hard to the mat. That must have been a receipt. He's going to go for a punch. Paul Heyman is so great. Like, just his concerned face at all times. 
I want Paul Heyman to just when I go into like the office or something and something weird happens with a customer, I want Paul Heyman to be there giving a concerned face at my cubicle. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> wow. That was a nice punch. Who taught Logan how to punch? Was that fucking Jeff Jarrett before he left to go to AEW? By the way, can we have a seminar if we have them both there for all the wrestlers to watch the elbow strikes of Shibata and watch the punching of Jeff Jarrett to try to like no because because uh, <laughs> as Hangman said, they don't need to learn from the old people. Oh god, dude! It's like I watch Shibata. No offense to Cassidy, but like when they're throwing fucking forearms, Shibata's look like they're taking his head off. And to be fair, Cassidy's like, I can't take this guy's head off. He might actually die. That's a good point. That is a very good point. That is a good point. To completely considered. If you're Orange Cassidy, you're like, what if I accidentally kill this guy? Great selling by Logan Paul. It's great. It's, it's a good fucking match, man. He's really he's he's starting to cement himself. Oh, he's gonna go for the fucking frog splash. I'm, I wonder I'm, if he's always wanted to do that. Like I've always wanted to clear the fucking table and put a motherfucker on there and he's like, I am the table. You guys are kinda like the Spanish announce table. <laughs> How pissed off do you think the Spanish announce table is? We got relegated back over here next to Funaki. <laughs> wait, wait. Is he going to take the dude's cell phone? Take no. a selfie with it. And <laughs> All right, he's taking way too fucking long. It's fine. It's like a big setup moment. I like there's like, oh, OK, that's his homie. <laughs> I was like, I like this guy with the warrior shirt. on. <laughs> I was like, there's no way in Saudi. There's a guy just rocking warriors. <laughs> Come out to play. <laughs> shirt. They're both dead. That movie just came out in Saudi Arabia. They're like, fuck, have you seen this Warriors movie? <laughs> it's pretty good. I hope that was a Facebook live video that somehow came out decently. I'm sure it is. If I was Roman, I wouldn't have sold this at all, though. That took way too long. <laughs> oh, Usos are going to mess with Logan's homies. Oh, beat down. Oh, Usos are mean. So one's big Jake Paul coming out. Yo, right now. Joel, I got a warrior shirt on. That's how you know I'm hard. <laughs> get fucked up, bro. <laughs> they didn't get a chance to do shit. They were just, like, thrown around and <laughs> kicked a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, like, y'all did nothing. Oh, I... oh, God, are you kidding me? Super kicked. Blap. <laughs> The Jake guy Paul's didn't turn it. Big old entrance. <laughs> the guy with the warrior shirt didn't turn his head right, so Jay just fucking. 
No, he kicked him right in the fucking face. He's like, sure. Yeah, he's like, all right, bud. <laughs> he said that. He was like, whatever. <laughs> we got DUIs to get after this. <laughs> yeah, I think. Why do I feel like Jake Paul and fucking Jimmy Uso are going to go out drinking tonight and get in trouble? Well, according to my wife, there is no like actual street laws in Saudi as far as driving is concerned, so they'll probably be all right. Oh God. Jake Paul looks like such a fucking goof. <laughs> With his he looks like such sweat. a douchebag. <laughs> he is gonna show him fuck these guys up though. Wouldn't it be amazing if Conor McGregor popped out and he's also an honorary use? I'm taking your fucking place, you couldn't. Oh my god, that was one hell of a fucking frog splash. Not a lot of technique with the froggy in the middle, but fucking height and distance. This has as been far fun. Celebrity, more often. Yes, yeah, as, as far as celebrity matches go, this one's been pretty, pretty good. Oh, he did the D-Lo fucking one. Nice. Well, he didn't throw his hands up enough in the air, so. Doesn't what? count. You gotta do the D-Lo chest press thing that he does. <laughs> throw your hands hey, around like you're busy. Is that Samoa Joe? <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely Samojo. He's there. Yeah, he's just coming down, man. Swear to God, Solo Sokoa. <laughs> it's just Mini Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> Yo, you better be scared. Ah, is this what they're going for? They're gonna he got the Taz. He got the Taz towel. He's got the Taz towel on. He's ready. Nice, nice dive, Logan. God, they're such douchebags, though. We haven't had like douche brothers like this. It's usually like good guy brothers, you know. <laughs> but they're not even really supposed to be douche brothers. Like they're kind of the good guys in this scenario. <laughs> but dude, it's so reversed because people want Roman to win, even though he's the heel. <laughs> Oh, God. big old spear. The Usos ate all of that dive, by the way. Jesus Christ. Talk about protect somebody. <laughs> like, that's how you're supposed to catch somebody. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Boom, Superman punch. You dead. Oh, yeah, you dead, Logan Paul. Fuck up out of here. <laughs> Head of the table. Acknowledge me. <laughs> so good. Roman Great stuff. Is so good. This is a good match. Did he? Do you think he lived up? Logan Paul. What? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Like, very impressive for someone that's not a professional <laughs> wrestler by trade. Like, very impressive. He worked his ass off too. He, he had good selling, facial expressions, etc. Like, dude, yeah. 
Roman stiffed him that one time. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> he did basically the kind of the taker dive basically over the yeah. motherfucker. Look at the, look at the Usos. They ate all of this dive. Though. <laughs> and they were like, gotta protect him. <laughs> God damn. All right, the right. Paul brothers definitely owe the Usos a lot of drinks after that suicide dive, though. All right, anything else special ending this, or are we just having Roman? No, I think that's like it because we already saw. Yeah, this is the end. Uh, we we got like what five more movies to go through for that list. Yep, already hit those before we go out. All right. All right. Well, that was a that was a good show though. Good crown jewel. Actually, seemed like a real pay per view, like we both said. <laughs> yeah, it felt special. Some good matches. Romans acknowledge him. All right, so let's get. We were actually at six, and I think it's a movie that you like. The Shining. When Wendy finds the uh, the typed out stuff of uh, no work all day makes Jackie a dull boy. And then he fucking chases her around and the whole, here's Johnny. So, yeah. They're combining, a- they're combining multiple scenes, but uh, the scarier to me is the shower scene where, like, the flesh gets ripped off that woman. They kind of showed uh, that, and they also showed the two girls being seen by Danny in the hallway and them being dead and, like, his nose bleeding afterwards. So, but... um. This is this is uh, I get that it still stacks up because it's an old ass movie, but I mean to modern standards, I don't think it's as scary. But number five was Psycho, and that was the scene where they have it in the hallway Shower. where the detective comes up the stairs. They showed it the, that scene too, but like where he comes up the stairs and they have an angle with Norman's bedroom and his mom's bedroom, and she just comes up and meets him and starts stabbing him in the head, and he falls back all the way down the goddamn thing. Um, I've I've told my wife this story and a few other people, but when I was like eight or nine years old, I saw Psycho, and for like weeks after that, I could not shower without leaving the shower curtain partly open. It's that's like, one of so the reasons why I do that, that to would this day, be, probably. <laughs> that would be my scene from that film, and it would be probably higher on this list, and definitely not the detective. Oh, it's his mom. That's not the scary part. I mean, that's the methodical scary part but the the shower murder scene that that was terrifying like the idea of like you're in your most vulnerable state wait like naked and wet and someone's gonna slash you up like that was way scarier to me than the uh the scene that they're talking about now here's a movie that i know a lot about but i've never seen it um audition just basically the last 30 minutes and I actually went ahead and didn't see what scene they were talking about in particular because I want to watch it because I've always heard it's a fucking brutal ass horror movie um, from over in yeah, I believe it's, Japan. It's tor- yeah, it's torture porn horror. So if you're into like very gory horror, like if you like Hellraiser and stuff, you might like Audition. It's it's like that times I would say times five Audition specifically the end scene they're talking about. It just depends on what kind of horror you're like. Like for me, that's just like gross out. So it doesn't necessarily scare me. I'm just like, uh, it's like watching Passion of the Christ to some extent. It's like, okay, I get it. Um, it's like, um, 
they they specifically call out the acupuncture scene, which I don't really know what the fuck happens, but I assume it's pretty brutal. That entire movie, well, like you said, the last 30 minutes of that, they're connecting multiple scenes. But yes, it is very much a, uh, like I said, it's it's the end of Hellraiser amplified, kind of. So if you're not into gore horror, it's not going to scare you. It may just gross you out and not scare you. If, if that kind of stuff scares you, like for me, it just grosses me out. It doesn't necessarily scare me. It's just more like that's gross. Yep. All right. Number three, uh, one of my favorite modern horror movies, uh, Hereditary. And the, it was pretty much the ending scene after her husband throws the books in the fire and he catches on fire and then she snaps out of it. Her son wakes up. She's crawling on the ceiling, chases her around the house uh, and they're smashing her head against the door. And he's in the attic, bunch of naked people. She fucking takes razor wire, cuts her own head off. I'm sorry if you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> and then he jumps out of the window. His his consciousness somehow leaves. The sister takes over the body, goes into the fucking treehouse, and they have a ceremony with the decapitated grandma and mother, both like praising this idol, which is Payman, the Loki demon hybrid, if you will. And uh, yeah, that whole entire fucking ending craziness in that fucking movie. Um. Which, to me, when I first saw that, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, that thing amplifies really quickly. Um, the scariest scene to me, personally, was the uh, the head chop scene. Yeah, for, and they did mention... For the sister. They, they mentioned the decapitation scene and also the scene where the, um, Nick Wolf's character, the, the kid, wakes up in the middle of the night and it's actually a dream... But all of a sudden, he's like, why do you hate me? And she's like, I never wanted to have you. And they both have gasoline all over them. And then they both catch on fire. And she wakes up. I'll freak the fuck out. That movie's fucking It's just one of the fuck phenomenal. It's one of the best like horror films I've seen in a very, 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 very long time. Because it kind of hits on all notes for me, at least as a horror fan. It kind of hits like all of the notes I'd want to see. The only thing is like the to me, the ending is kind of a wet fart. Um, but I know a lot of people like that, but, uh, the, the entire film, as far as like a thriller suspenseful film goes in the horror genre, it's great. And the decapitation scene is like, you see it the entire way and you're like, they're not going to do that. They won't do that. And oh, they, they fucking it. did that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay. And then after the <laughs> horrific scene itself of him being in shock and the mom finding it and freaking out. Then they show you the decapitated head. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, don't man, they have like punch. bees and don't they have like bees and shit crawling on it too? Ants and flies are fucking on it. It's so yeah, gross. It's it's good. It's a good scene. Because right, like so, I said, the entire time you're like, that's what should happen probably because you're a dumbass with your head out the window. But they're not gonna do that. And then they do it, and you're like, well, shit, they went there. <laughs> okay, bet. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. It. I love that movie. Um, all right, number two, another one of my favorite horror movies of all time, um, The Thing. Um, basically, the reveal with the dogs, and then the main scene they talked about is when they get that guy in, he's he, something's happening to him, and the guy's trying to use a defibrillator on him, and then his stomach just opens up and fucking bites his hands off, and there's all the fucking crazy chaos that ensues in that one thing. 
and his head chopped off, becoming that little spider monster. That movie still fucking holds up. It was made in 82, and it still holds up with the special effects, and most of them are practical, Chris. Yeah, Thing is a brilliant fucking film. Uh, the only thing, scare, only thing scarier than that scene is Kurt Russell's eyeliner throughout the entire film, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, great fucking film. John Carpenter joint, you know, you already know what it is. It's going to be good. Such an underrated. He's not just a horror director. He's one of the best directors of his era. To me, at least. <clears throat> and what do you think number one is, Chris? Oh, shit. Well, we kind of hit some of the high notes. So, like, honestly, scariest thing. Hmm. I don't know. I'll give man. you a I'll like give you a hint. Well. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre, really? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where the guy goes inside to look in the house. Gets you know, the hammer and around. the door slammed behind him. Door slams afterwards, and then the girl goes in looking for him, and then fucking Leatherface just grabs her after she falls in that chicken room or whatever the fuck it was with the bones. And then yeah, so they're her mixing multi- they're they're mixing multiple scenes together though. Well, they're taking the full sequence as as far as the the events that would happen. But yeah, that's, um, like, that's like thirty minutes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre though that you just described. Probably probably more close to ten, but yeah. But I mean, to me, that is one of the most. The door know. slam, the hammer door slam, is definitely fucking one of the most iconic scenes in horror. I don't know if I'd have it number one. It that is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Um. It's definitely a terrifying scene, I guess, if you can put yourself in that mindset. But it's easy to escape, though. Just don't go to Texas. Yeah, just don't go there. <laughs> Which I try to live my life by, much like Kevin Owens. Fuck Texas. <laughs> well, only if I uh, can uh, go against um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, uh, I think that's the show, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our coverage of wrestling this last week, um, us going over the crown jewel pay-per-view and talking a little bit of uh, a bunch of stuff. Check out that 101 scariest movie moments that should be called iconic or something else that makes more sense to it. But whatever, from Shudder, Chris, any last comments and say goodbye to all the lovely people. Goodbye, all lovely people. If you want to hit me on Twitter and talk to me, at Chris R. Patton, Facebook, Christopher.R.Patton. I think it's the same thing on Instagram as well. So, um, everyone, watch that new Titans. Shit's awesome. That's it. All right, you can get, find me at Danals42 on Twitter or Danals on the uh, Facebooks. Look me up. Let's have a conversation. We do this show usually on Saturdays, and we have it out by Sunday or Monday. Uh, so definitely subscribe. Whatever platform you're listening to, whether that be Spotify. Um, YouTube Music, SoundCloud, pretty much every avenue we're on, iTunes, and and, uh, you can find our stuff, enjoy our episodes, let us know what you think, and have a lovely day. Peace out. Let the Wrestling Geeks Alliance be with you.